You're listening to DraftKings Network. Hey, everybody, you listen to the Cooligans. In the first segment, oh, my God, we talk about Seattle versus New England. What an amazing game. What a wild time. And we talk about it in an amazing way in a wild way as well. We also talk about RBNY Chicago and all the emotions attached to that damn fruit bowl. <laughs> in the second segment, we talk to Matthew Doyle of MLS. You may know him as MLS analyst. We talk about a lot of fun stuff. We talk about the Bay Area. We talk about uh, Alexis and Matt bonding over alcoholism. It's a very interesting conversation. <laughs> in the third segment, we talk about Co- Columbus, NYC went over there and they beasted without the big names. We also talk about DC going to Atlanta, which by the way, I'm going to Atlanta. We also talk about that. I'm a part of the Laughing Skull Festival. If you're in Atlanta, come out and check it out. That and more on this episode of the Cooligans! Hey guys, it's Juan Agadello, New England Revolutions forward and U.S. Men's National Team forward and you're listening to the Cooligans. Yeah, everybody. What's up? I feel like we should not yell. We should, yeah, uh, we're is... a little bit hungover today. <laughs> it's the Cooligans Hangover Edition. <laughs> it's the Cooligans <laughs> Please Stop Screaming Edition. Uh, if you don't know why we're hungover, it's not just because we're degenerates. That just comes with the territory. <laughs> but it's because we threw the most ultimate Cooligans birthday bash just, last night. Just, uh, just, a, just a kid's soccer party. I mean, it was. <laughs> there were uh, there were lemon wedges uh, for everyone. <laughs> it's not lemon. That's pretty disgusting. Orange, orange uh, yeah, lemon slices wedges. or wedges. Yeah, that seems a, like uh, just a bit like just torture. Although, <laughs> although at one point you reached for, was it orange or lemon? What did you, what was the citrus you... Uh, you ingested after the uh, after the shot. Uh, orange, and it was an orange slice. It was an orange slice. There yeah. you go. And yeah, just uh, I took a picture. And how was baby boy? Baby boy, okay. <laughs> is baby boy okay? My tummy's all better. <laughs> okay. Uh, for those of you who don't know, I am the resident big eater and big drinker. Yeah. Uh, well, I would like to say that I eat and drink like an adult male, yeah. and I also look like one. Well, okay. Yeah, you do everything <laughs> way big. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> right, and then like pant sizes and. You, on the other hand, not much of a drinker. You're more of a cider guy. Although I will say I saw you loaded up with beer and it was a beautiful thing. <laughs> I had a couple beers. I did not uh, mention it. Yeah, I'm a, you know, I'm a modest man. Yeah. I <laughs> uh, also like to take care of the, this temple. Yeah. Uh, you know, you don't really have any self-respect uh, for your own body. Uh, no. And that's where we differ. I like to see how many miles and how much dirt can we kick up on this Jeep? <laughs> Jeep and you're like, you're a Maserati. <laughs> you know what is is interesting? Uh Trump just did some interview where uh, somebody asked him about uh, exercise and how he feels about exercise. And, and this is the one thing I, I feel that you would relate with Trump with where he said he this man is fascinating. Besides he, wanting to control the world, which is another <laughs> thing. I have. He said that he doesn't believe in exercise. He thinks human beings have a finite amount of energy, so they don't need to do anything. Well, it's clearly <laughs> the dumbest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> But will I be using it to defend my position <laughs> moving forward? Yes, 100%. I was like, wow, I've never heard of that excuse to not exercise or take care of yourself. As the great president slash king slash czar has just taught us. Oh, what a fascinating. Just undoing <laughs> centuries of good work uh, with one. You know, I don't agree. Well, but 
Well, at least we're getting ready for uh, World War Three, but <laughs> not exercising at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we're very prepared. <laughs> we need to exercise. Uh, so soldiers, just stop training. Uh, so so we went. We had this party, right? And Christian isn't a big drinker, and neither am I. I'm not. I don't like to consume a lot, but I do like scotches and stuff, which you're not a fan of. And you might have seen our MLS Cup video where I, I forced Christian to try uh, bourbon for the first time. Forced, yes. With, nope, without consent. Yeah, yeah. And you, <laughs> it looked like you. Uh, your mouth was burning from the inside out. Yeah, I mean, whatever. It's it's garbage alcohol. It's That's so all. good. It's <laughs> incredibly good and takes so much skill to make. I mean, it's terrible. Uh, <laughs> it's terrible for you. Uh, so and- obviously, if this is the way he thinks. Yeah, I'm going to be the one who picks the shot, right? So we did a shot to end, to end the night. Uh, our buddy of ours is going back to L.A. He was there last night. Uh, my wife had left about like 20 minutes early, so she wasn't there. So it was my buddy Chris Millhouse, myself. Uh, also, by the way, very funny comic, uh, Chris. Um, myself, you, and and your lady. Yeah. Right? So I said, let's do shots. We'd do four of them, right? Um, and I whispered in the bartender's ear what the shot was. And I, I, said, th- I, I think you nibbled on his ear. I did a little You bit. were very drunk. Well, I was trying to get it for free. <laughs> uh, I was not that drunk. <laughs> That's just natural. I said my wife was gone. Uh, so preparing everyone for that Airbnb. <laughs> I was uh, nibbling on his niche. Uh, so... I whisper in his ear, and then your girl's like, oh, asks you, "Hey, what, what, what kind of shot are we doing?" And I'm not answering. I know she asked, and I'm not answering. Yeah, I didn't know what it was. So you asked me, and I said, "I'm not telling." And then you turned around to, I guess, you get your phone out, and she goes, "Hey, what kind of shot is it?" I'm like, "I'm, I'm not going to tell you." Mm-hmm. And she's like, "Oh, you heard me asking." I was like, "Uh huh." So a glass comes, you smell it, and you're like, "Oh, this is disgusting." It wasn't that. It actually, it, there was. Uh, it actually smelled. Uh, because what, what was it again? You, it you, was half Jack, half tequila. Okay. So, so half Jack Daniels. It, it smelled like, uh, it smelled sweet. So I thought it was going to be like a soft, uh, you know, shot. Or really? The, the nickname for it is, uh, gasolina. Cause it smells like gasoline. Well, I don't know why I didn't, I didn't smell that. I, it's, it's honestly, it smelled like a lemon drop. It smelled like a girly drop. Really? Yeah. It might've been, it might've been on the glass. Maybe he put like a lemon on the, on the edge Maybe, of the glass by yeah, mistake. That, because tricky, he did ask me, do you want lime to chase? I was like, no, <laughs> no, but, come on. Yo. I mean, three other people would have said yes. Yeah, of course. <laughs> but I'm the one picking and it was officially my birthday. So whatever I pick, let's do it. Right. Way more expensive than I thought for four shots, but whatever. Um, and everyone, and it was like, eh, you're smacking the counter. It was, it was the bar. Strange. Everyone's like freaking out about what it is. And I'm just sitting there smiling. It was my favorite. Yeah, it was uh it was the worst part of the evening. Yeah. <laughs> easily. Yeah. Uh, but uh but we had a good time. Oh god, happy people birth- came out. Happy birthday, Alexis. Happy birthday, Christian Palanco. Thank you so much. We had uh yeah, obviously if you don't know, we share uh, uh, you know, our birthdays are one day apart. One day apart, yeah. And it that was it's all it's very serendipitous. We Do did- you know what time you were born? Uh, I was born, uh, some early, like, uh, five or six in the morning sometime. Oh, really? All right. I was born in the afternoon. I was going to say maybe we're less than 24 hours apart. Okay. Maybe we're like, what is that? (laughs) Meant to be? Is that what you're going to (laughs) say? So it was like Irish twins, but you know, this, that's one year, uh, within one calendar year. So maybe, I don't know, like Latino twins. Latino twins. Is that, is that possible for one? I mean, let's just say we are. One twin to be born and then the one to come out the next day. Is that, I feel like that's a little... (laughs) That would be very scary. I guess if one was born at like 1159 and the other was born at like 1202, they would have separate birthdays. Uh, Yes, technically. Yeah, you're damn right. Okay. Yeah. I feel like we're writing one of those babysitters uh, novels. What were those? Uh, the, the Babysitters Club? Uh, yeah. Me, you know I, what I'm talking about? Like those, yeah. people used to read them. I didn't, of course. <laughs> I was just well, doing arm curls at a young age <laughs> with nothing but pure steel. Well... 
Thank you for listening, everybody. <laughs> to that part, yeah. Welcome to the Cooligans. Uh, you know, uh, one year older uh, and what much more mature. One year wiser. Than, yeah, one year wiser than. Yeah. Uh, you know, we. This has been. It's gonna. We're coming up. Well, this is episode ninety-two. Ninety-two. We're coming up to a hundred. We're coming up to episode one hundred. Triple uh, digits. That's a big deal. That's. Uh, yeah. It's I, gonna be a while before we get to four digits. Yeah. I mean, uh, hopefully one day we will actually have any digits in our bank account. Yeah. Uh, so be- <laughs> if anybody wants to send us money for our birthday, <laughs> now's a good time. That'd be, that'd be like, if, hey, if my grandparents are listening, if you <laughs> yes. want to send us, yeah, feel free to do that. Yeah, please do. Uh, but man, this is a. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm I'm already excited. Obviously, episode 100 is coming up, but there, this week in general, uh, a lot of stuff is happening because obviously uh, we have this episode today, and we'll be speaking with Matthew Doyle. What from, meh, meh, meh. from MLS? Uh, you may know him as MLS analyst. Uh, he does those analyst den videos where he's uh, yeah, he does They're great. And he, you might have you might have been someone who listened to March to the Match, which is a great podcast. He's got a great personality, great dude, and yeah. and, uh, and the right kind of person. Uh, to be representing MLS, like, yeah, for we, sure. We, you know, it, it should be Matthew Doyle and us. Uh, you know, yeah. kind of take leading that charge, buddy. I think you're saying what's in everyone's hearts. <laughs> you know, <laughs> so yeah, we 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 spoke to him, and definitely we found like there there was a a, a real uh, rapport. You know, that, yeah. I mean, I think that. Well, everyone listening to this thinks it hasn't happened yet. So what we're hoping is that there's going to be a real rapport. <laughs> I don't know why I like to keep that. You have this very- mysticism. <laughs> yeah, it's almost like you don't want to break the fourth wall. Yeah, uh, yeah. we spoke to Matthew Doyle. We will speak to Matthew Doyle. <laughs> already <laughs> in the past. It was pre-recorded, uh, but according to Alexis. It's happening right now. But it's also just a he's a great guy for hopping on with us. And you might have heard him in other podcasts, but all those other podcasts are boring and he <laughs> carries the conversation. I mean, listen, I'm being completely honest right now. We are not boring. And he uh, still manages to help carry that conversation because that's how entertaining he yeah. is. And he's just one of those dudes. And you can everyone. This this is my big thing, too. I feel like any, anytime we talk to someone from MLS, it's like <clears throat> peeking over the wall in East Germany. You know what I mean? It's like, it's like I'm wow. so afraid. Okay. <laughs> I'm so afraid that like we're going to ask the wrong question and we're going to be shunned. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Maybe don't look at the bell tower because there's a sniper. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don Garber is out there. <laughs> yeah, we all know. We've said it on this podcast before and I'll say it again. Don Garber got shooters. <laughs> We know he's got some shatas out there. <laughs> so we got to be careful where we where, be careful. where we step in. Because <laughs> it gets dangerous. But no, yeah, it was it was cool. I, be, I mean, that that's a reality. The the you know, with with, you know, we spoke to uh, 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 Nipun Chopra uh, last week about yeah. pro rel. Uh, and, and, you know, a, a, it was funny. A couple of people uh, <laughs> were making fun of us for not knowing anything about promotion relegation, uh, like <laughs> where we like pretended to know what we were talking about. Yeah. But, but that, I think that's the, the fun part is like, yeah, who cares? Like, yeah, like we can, uh, the, the, we're adding some humor to this ridiculous, I, I want to say ridiculous debate, but the, the, the levels that people go to, yeah, uh, the, the the passion that and and some of the religious overtones yeah. that people add and this, to that. This is just the thing: is that there's there's people. Uh, Where were the, people making fun of us? By the way, it was uh, it is uh, Jay Jay Riddle. 
Oh, from, oh from okay, Atlanta. cool. Who always makes fun of us? Oh, yeah, which great. is great. Uh, we love Jay Riddle. <laughs> hey, I'm going to be in Atlanta. That's right. Oh, yeah, yeah. but we'll talk about we'll it. We'll talk about that in a moment. So, uh, so there's a, a, a real a group of people that just despise MLS and everything it sort of stands for. Yeah. Uh, and it's just those, to me, those people are just very funny. It's yeah. just, it's just, it's a weird, uh, uh, confusing thing to like, uh, to hate. You but know? it's also like the politicizing of it. Like people now sort of that identity politics in the soccer community, pro rel is that thing, you know, yeah. it's like either you're with us or you're against us. And if you're against us, even if you're kind of lightly against us, well, you, you're an MLS fan. So you're evil because yeah. what you're propagating this whole thing. And it's like, let's just watch a game. <laughs> and neat. And Nippon is probably one of the first people uh, who I've come across who's on that side of the argument, but is just very level headed. You yeah. Know? And that's uh, and that's the thing. So, so speaking to Doyle about, especially someone from MLS, it's, it's good to hear. Uh, you can never say it's to, it's a totally objective opinion because right. his employer is this, this evil empire that everybody thinks everyone's out of it. But I would say uh, Doyle is doing the things right. Matthew Doyle is, is, is uh, is a you know he's giving his opinion and and he can slightly sort of critique yeah uh, the the league uh, you know uh, to some extent yeah he's not completely biased but he also at the end of the day and you'll hear it in the in the interview that's coming up next uh you know he knows how he gets his bills paid also so exactly you got let him take care of his kids yeah come on now <laughs> kids gotta eat uh, he's gotta eat so uh, and by the way so do we so donate <laughs> <laughs> all right so. We uh, let's uh, let's go over some games because MLS was a, a great weekend in MLS. Absolutely. Uh, I mean, we have to start with Seattle and New England. Wow. First of all, shouts to Juan Agudelo. Six goals in second place for the golden ball, the golden boot. Yeah. Uh, and I have a feeling that mm. it has everything to do with him coming on our podcast. I'm I actually I have a certainty that, yeah. It, <laughs> yeah. that it has everything to do. Are you willing to say unequivocally <laughs> that that is what it is? Because if so, Kyle Aaron, give us a call, homie. <laughs> you might find yourself up there as well. I think he is actually. Um. So... Seattle and New England, they, they ended their game 3-3, but this game, uh, I mean, seemed over uh, very early right. because uh, New England, uh, you know, they, they were up 3-0. The I mean, New England, uh, they're trying to out Philadelphia Union, the Philadelphia <laughs> Union. Yeah, yeah. That's really... <laughs> well, I guess this is now when we do the hacky. Oh, Philadelphia Union, hold my beer. Yeah. Yeah, here it is. I had tweeted out, uh, like, oh, Philadelphia Union, hold my clam chowder. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because they, I mean, just incredible. I mean, props to Seattle, Seattle Sounder. I know, obviously... Uh, Tropic Sounders excited uh, about that game. I mean, it was a crazy game. Yeah. Well, based on some of the memes he's sending, maybe a little too excited. <laughs> well, let, let's actually address this very quickly yeah. because this, obviously, a couple episodes ago, I believe it was episode 88, 89, the one about the, the All-Star game. All-Star B&B. All-Star B&B. We obviously we made jokes about <laughs> this orgy that's this gonna orgy happen. that's going to happen in Airbnb during the MLS All Star game, and it has become an art piece on Twitter <laughs> uh, between. It is all right, and I highly recommend everyone listening. Uh, go you go on our Twitter. Yes. Uh, make follow Tropic Sounders. 
uh, follow uh, Kale Parker. Kale Parker, who's uh, is at darling underscore dearest, right? Yeah. So they are. T- <laughs> we, this joke took a life of its own to the point where I feel like we are forced to be in an orgy in I, Chicago. I don't know how to explain this. Let me explain this. All right. So we we made a joke about it, and these two, both very funny people, um, have taken it and made it a thing of their own. These but, are so just to be clear, they are Seattle Sounders supporters in uh, separate cities. Separate uh, cities. One's in Florida somewhere, and the other one's in Chicago. Uh, and I guess the the joke was we're all gonna do this Airbnb at Kale's place, right? Um, and it was it's hilarious, and I, I really get involved. I like to be the one who sort of gets in there, yeah. right? Uh, but now it feels I don't know how to explain it. It feels like you're dating someone, you know, like because we were involved in the beginning, and now it's taking a life of its own. It's like uh, you bring a third person into the bedroom, and now you're not involved at all, but you're still <laughs> you're like- watching. <laughs> But now you kind of feel dirty about being there. You're like, I don't even know. It's kind of cold, actually. I might put my clothes back on. Okay. So I just watch, or I, like, I, I mean, I want to contribute, right. but like, I feel like it's not really my place anymore. Right. Every once in a while, I stick my my hand in the body parts to find the TV remote and then just watch TV. I'm eating chips. They're still going at it. So no, honestly, this nothing makes me happier. Nothing makes us happier than sort of seeing this. It's a joke that we made, and and it's just it's become its own thing. Yeah. So if you really, honestly, if you want to contribute to this. And, and have any su- uh, suggestions or ideas or, you know, even even things you want, you may want to bring to this orgy. Yeah, you know? get in there and swim around <laughs> a little bit. You know, I was thinking because, like, you know how Men in Blazers, they have uh, GFOP, like, right. you know, good friends of the pod. But we have GF orgies. Um, oh, <laughs> that was great. Did you think about that one before? I did think about that. Oh, okay, I was, was like, great. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep this one in the barrel. Come on now. First bullet in the gun, son. Uh, that was great. Uh, I love it. You know me. I'm a big pun guy. Uh, great rapper. So uh, if you if you want to get involved, go for it. If not, just click on that thread and enjoy your day. I enjoy your day. Yeah. There's okay. one very disturbing uh, GIF or GIF, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. I don't think we decided on this, but it's a, it's a dude. I mean, the world decided GIF, but whatever. You can it's still. The, it's like a, you're like you're the guy who's anti like climate change. <laughs> <laughs> Again, the religiosity. Uh, but the dude is like thrusting his hips and it's a pickle. It's, it's just a cucumber. It's a cucumber. Yeah. Okay. To me, that's a pickle. <laughs> Every cucumber is potentially a pickle in my mind. Um, and it's just disturbing. I, I pulled that up and my wife's like, what the fuck are you looking at? And I was like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> like, it's, it's friends of mine. It's, soccer. Like, it's soccer stuff. Yeah. Don't this is soccer, babe. Turn around. <laughs> Don't look. Don't look. Yeah. At me. <laughs> that's how it is. We'll be like just doing like cooligans or soccer related stuff, but we close our laptops yeah. as soon as somebody walks in. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, no, it's too, it's too sexy. Yeah. I mean, that's what we're doing. The cooligans are making soccer sexy again oh that's right <laughs> we're bringing sexy soccer back <laughs> so the uh seattle new england this yes, is where we began back to like what actually is happening in the world <laughs> the reason we do this podcast yes. now it's not it's really not an orgy podcast uh i mean but who knows where it might evolve into that's right <laughs> so seattle slow seattle was down three nothing obviously amazing go that that header from juan agudelo i could like he headed it with the top of his head he like speared the ball dude yeah, it, it was amazing the power of them cornrows come that's on what, son <laughs> well i think he's i think he took the cornrows out yes he, he has his hair in some interesting yeah it's like i think he permed it out like he permed it straight did he i, I don't think uh, who knows who knows i mean we gotta we gotta talk to juan what what juan what are your hair care products come on juan what are you doing <laughs> Look, put your stylus on the phone <laughs> are you both in the r8 right now uh, maybe it's the r8 maybe every mls player uh striker should get an r8 from their club that's right the mazda right mazda r8 mazda it's audi son audi yeah oh, okay 
Oh, I'm thinking Mazda. RX-7. I'm thinking RX-7. Mazda. $100,000 Mazda? They make that nice, would be. They make nice cars. The only $100,000 Mazda is 14 Mazda 3s piled <laughs> on top of each other. <laughs> so, so uh, obviously, New England, uh, who who is, you know, the, the team is not having, like, the greatest season ever. But, but it's, they're, they're, finding that, they're finding that pace. And I think the issue with them is, is again, you know, Juan was, to, oh, I guess Juan didn't talk about it. We had someone else talk about it. It was a, the midfield is not as solidified as it once was. But the funny thing is, is, like, Kobayashi or Wynn uh, bring the ball up a yeah. little bit. And they've got Fagundes. And they've got Juan Aguadelo up there. They've got skill, man. They In their own third. Yeah. Or in the other the other team started, they're incredible. I guess maybe it's the, that transition and that uh, yeah. And their their first half, obviously, the, I I think what demoralized Seattle was that the the goal that Stephen Fry let in, just the the, the shot from Kobayashi. But uh, yeah. I, I I can't tell if it was uh, marked as an own goal or a goal. I mean, it. it I think I, it's a goalkeeping error, which would make it. No, it's, it's just no, a goal. That's right? a goal. That's it's a straight a goal. Up goal. Yeah. yeah, I mean, just it, it's just just so wild, to, and and I can see why there's some frustration with the Sounders fans. Well, we live saw him make exactly. that magical so save we, in Toronto. Stephen Fry, this is Stephen Fry. He, yeah, he, he's miracles and then blunders. I mean, he's never. He's just like it's not about just consistency. Toronto FC was a like two lines of a fingerprint away from an MLS Cup trophy because of Stefan Fry. That magical save yeah. against that Josie Altador header. And for him to do that is, I mean, look, it happens to keepers all over the world, but Stefan Fry is one of those guys that you just think is a brick wall. You know yeah. what I mean? He just wouldn't let that through. So, I mean, it kind of demoralized them a little bit, but, you know, it was really, really good movement of the ball uh, from New England side that, that got them to the point yeah. where they're up 3-1. They, they did, uh, I, especially for New England, I can imagine like it, how how boosting it is on the road at CenturyLink. The, the place is packed. It's going nuts. And to be up 3-0, it's hard. It, it's Obviously, it's difficult to maintain a lead against Seattle. But th- this was, the second half, Seattle was just going for it. I mean, yeah. they, it, uh, uh, they, they, the formation that, New England was playing. I mean, really. Fe- I mean, it just felt like ten. You know, I mean, they w- had no interest in offense at uh, towards yeah. the end of the game yeah, because yeah, yeah, yeah. they knew what they had to do. But and Jordan Morris, man, I think he wants to be the new Timber Joey, dude, because <laughs> he is nothing but hitting wood, dude. That guy, that guy hit every post, every crossbar. Yeah. Uh, the, I mean, the the goal from uh, the first the first goal from Seattle, uh, Lodero, uh, just. I just it's frustrating. I can imagine so frustrating from the revolution to when I mean, you don't leave Nico Lodero that wide no. open in the middle of the box. And obviously it was a deflection that that led to the goal, but he hit it so hard. I don't think the keeper would have gotten it anyway. No, I agree with you. Uh, it was a beast. I mean, and the thing is, he's starting more, I guess, now on the right hand side. So it's I, I picture him as being more central, but they have so much more. And also Will Bruin. Yeah, that, you know, I mean, I don't. That was a that was a big man goal. That was a big man big goal. Man that was a grown ass man goal right yeah, there. Very much so. I mean, Kenwin Jones. We'll talk about it. That was a grown ass. <laughs> that was a grown ass goal of the week. Grown ass man goal of the week right there. Uh, but um, you know, Bill Bruin. I I I wonder what Seattle fans think. Uh, if you're a Seattle fan, you're listening to this. And as long as you're not entrapped in the love story that is uh, Tropic Sounders, <laughs> Kale Parker. Uh, if you're another one and your fingers are clean enough to tweet, uh, that your phone will respond. Uh, tell us what you think of Will Bruin because I struggle to think he has the right set of skills 
He's he, before I, the movie I, taken. He has a, he has a yeah. He, does he have the right particular set of skills? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if he's like the the guy that should be up front. You know well, what they, I mean? They I mean, obviously they lost uh, Valdez. Yeah, uh, la- last uh, from last season, so they need some. I mean, they. I think when it comes to like a salary cap thing, they they have they spend so much money on their midfielders right. that a striker is like. All right, somebody got to be up there. Yeah, but for the most part, I don't think they expect that much from uh, Bruin. I mean, the but thing I, about but, he's a smart runner. He but, knows he's good at space. But it's going to be more. Valdez didn't even score until the playoffs, I think, last yeah. year. So uh, anything is kind of better. Yeah, I, you know, a lot already of, he's doing a better job than Valdez. Yeah. <laughs> they were very critical of Valdez after uh, throughout the season because he just wasn't. He, he wasn't score. Yeah, he just didn't score at all. So uh, that makes total sense. But obviously, Bruins go. But Ozzy Alonso, your boy, Cuban. The Guano. <laughs> Cuban Pete. Oh, that, my God. <laughs> El Sanguichi Guano. Wow. I mean, look, I, again, that those last uh, 15 minutes, just, I mean, the, 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 just the, the effort, the, the strength from Seattle to be like, oh, we're going to get something out of this. Yeah. I mean, he's a real captain. That's yeah. a kind of, that's a leader right there. And the other thing about him is he's so dangerous and that just like just outside the box mm-hmm. that you pass him the ball, he like whips a shot real quick. And I know he missed a couple. He hit woodwork. But dude, that dude can really, really put a shot on frame. Yeah. And he's just one. I mean, the whole everyone knows it and it's almost impossible to stop it because you give him a little bit of space. You have to stay tight to him, which just opens it up for everyone else. Yeah, I, I really love that play because it was uh, it was from a corner. Yeah. Uh, Ladero. Uh, I love the just. Passing back and forth. I forgot who he was uh, passing it with. Uh, it might have been Joven. No, it wasn't Joven. Joven no. plays on the left. Uh, but passing it back and forth, like preparing for the for the cross yeah. to, to create some space. But that, it, it was just perfect positioning on everybody. It, it almost seemed like a, um, uh, you know, like a training ground uh, uh, set piece or whatever. Yeah. Uh, because he, the, the, the layoff, like the, the, Chip, I mean, it's chip, but like the tap in uh, to to get it to Alonzo, it just it it just was it seemed so perfect, uh, and 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 obviously they went nuts uh, at CenturyLink, but it was uh, I, those last fifteen minutes are probably I, I think are going to be like the best. 15 minutes that the, the Sounders are going to play all year. I mean, it was it was just good. Well, if they could duplicate that again, I mean, you know. I mean, they, yeah. They're they, going to do really well. If only they could have done that. Well, I guess they won anyway. Who cares? They won that much, so it yeah. doesn't matter. I mean, it's just, it's wild to to see what we saw at the MLS Cup and then also see this Seattle Sounders where, like, that can, that can have so much offensive firepower in such a short span of time. Yeah, we didn't see any of that in Toronto, <laughs> for sure. But whatever, they won. They were saving it for this Yeah, game. that was smart. <laughs> and uh, whatever, it wasn't enough to win. How about, how about uh, Red Bulls beasting? Yeah, this was a let's let's talk about Red Bulls against the fire because this was a this is a, a game uh, that so had a lot of emotion, a lot of emotional, uh, you know, Dax coming Dax, back, Dax returning. All the fans are thinking, will he? Won't he? Mention the fruit bowl and <laughs> the tension right. at Red Bull Arena, right? <laughs> fruit bowl gate, as people were calling it. Uh, and turns out he did not, but he did talk to the fans, and it was like a really cool story about him. And I, I think uh, Grand. Grand Pre, Grand Pre, uh, what the guy? He's one of the one of the guys. I think he was Belgian. He's one of the front office guys. Yeah. His uh, son or daughter uh, uh, was diagnosed with autism, and apparently 
had a great friendship with Dax. So they were they were uh, celebrating Autism Awareness Day at yes. Rebel Arena, which is dope that you guys do that, by the way. Um, and it was Dax coming back. So there was like a lot of these storylines attached to it. Uh, it was kind of beautiful. And I know he spoke to the fans a little bit yeah, that, after the match. That, that was uh, an issue. There was a, there's a great video of Dax um, talking to uh, and signing autographs, talking to some fans like they're, they're in the stands. And, he, you know, he's uh, talking to them while they're in their uh, while they're in the stands and stuff. And uh, obviously he's reconnecting with a lot of people. A lot of people, uh, I, honestly, I think Red Bull Arena was, I mean, they sold a lot of tickets this time. There were a lot of people there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and it's interesting that the Red Bull fans will uh, will show up for a, a player that's not on their team. You know right. I mean? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which is just, you know, it would have been nice. Meanwhile, Royer's in the parking lot. Like, how come no one even wants to... <laughs> Talk to me, huh? Well, and it's 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 interesting how like you know how that all just pans out. Uh, like, and I think that's the big issue with a lot of MLS teams, where like there isn't that emotional attachment, and it's like you don't know what you have till it's gone, kind of thing. That's yeah, yeah, I so can they, see that. He comes yeah. back, so now that you feel there's a reason to to show up again. Uh, but I, I that's a, a big issue. I, and a lot a lot of sports teams have that problem where like how, how do you? I think it's glaring in the MLS because we want to show that it's succeeding. Yeah. You know. Meanwhile, there's Atlanta who's breaking records. Exactly. You know. So I mean, there's there's a lot of different things to look at. But the the great moment with Dax is a video. I think I, we may have retweeted it. Yeah, yeah, we did retweet it because I, I I had mentioned I was uh, I said. Uh, we, we like uh, the classiest guy we've ever given a fruit, fruit bowl, bowl to. to yeah. yeah. <laughs> but so he's basically uh, talking to all the fans and then somebody from the Chicago fire staff comes up to him and says like, uh, wrap it up. You got to get out of here. We got to go. And Dax like straight up was like, no, I'm staying here. I got to talk to these fans and I got to do this. Yeah. And, and then all the fans cheer that, that he told the, the, the fire staffer to go away. Right. Uh, and which it was, we all know he's a plant. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is this. all, <laughs> this is my theory a, after extra. the, we have yet to receive a thank you for this fruit bowl. Yeah. I mean, Dax, he's a, he's a classy dude, but this I'm, only to a certain point, apparently. Exactly. They, I mean, there's still, there's a couple things he needs to make amends with uh, with a couple people. Yeah, maybe some of these fans got him a bigger fruit bowl. I don't know what it is, uh, but you know we're we're here waiting. Um, but yeah, but this game was great, uh, I, and I I loved. Uh, I think this was easily the most uh, because of the emotional aspect to it. This it was this was the most entertaining Red Bull game. Uh, I that I saw this year. I mean, yeah, they have the ability to play that style of uh, of soccer, which is kind of frustrating when you're on the other team because they they pass quickly, they move the ball around pretty quickly, and you know their players just are really smart about getting into open spaces, and it's 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 an exciting brand of soccer, yeah. and just like uh, that little toe poke that uh, Bradley Wright Phillip did uh, for his, uh, I believe it was his first goal, yeah. Little things like that, like a quick cross, blah, blah. It's like you can't even get in the right place for it. You know, the Kenmar Lawrence goal was that was one in a million. I, I, I still can't figure out if it was deflected or if he meant that shot, you know, where he was coming. It was like sort of angled. Yeah, it was a tough um, angle. He got, yeah, he got, yeah, he, got, yeah, he got the ball off his foot. Um, but things like that, like you look at those things, you're like, okay. The, the Bradley Wright Phillip goal is the one that I think is like a hallmark of their style. You know, it's like quick moving, late runs into but, the box. But they got very lucky. I mean, for both goals, they, they it was uh, lucky deflections. Yeah. That that it really, especially uh, Bradley Wright Phillips goal, uh, Royer, he was trying to do a one-two with Kleschen. Right. Juninho got in the way. And if at that moment, if it, the pass was, the, the deflection was so perfect that it looked like a pass from Juninho. Right. I, I, I initially, I thought, I'm like, oh, it's uh, 12 against 11, yeah, or 12 yeah. against 10. Yeah. <laughs> because uh, Juninho, Juninho did a one-two with 
his opponent with right. Danny Royer, and Royer did that great cross, and and that wasn't an easy, easy shot for for uh, uh, BWP. No. Uh, and then, but the, the second goal also same thing. Uh, uh, the defender couldn't reach it, but it deflected it so perfect and and uh, stopped some of the pace on the ball. And then Kamar Lawrence was able to, you know, he had he he had enough time uh, to prepare for that shot, and right. it, it still was a tough shot. But uh, yeah, great tough angle, but um, especially the, with the defender running at you. I th- I thought the fire could have easily won this game. Uh, they 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 had I mean Tons so, of chances. so many chances. Bastion definitely wants a couple of those uh, chances. And back. what was that one dude who got the ball like stuck to his foot? Like uh, Nikolic was that? Uh, yeah, that was uh, that. Uh, yeah, Solignac. That was Solignac. It was like literally there was open goal. There was a defender there, but I mean he easily could have passed it. So, but that's the thing. So that Solignac, he had that break. It was a great pass. Uh, I, I I don't. I maybe it was from Dax. I don't remember, but. He has this breakaway, and instead of t- he takes the ball gets sort of yeah tangled in his feet. Yeah. Uh, but he, when he does take a shot, Kamar Lawrence d- goes to, to make the challenge, and I, I don't. They didn't talk about this on the uh you know when it was airing live, but it hit uh, Kamar Lawrence's arm. It clearly hit. He blocked it with his hand, and I didn't know why they didn't. Oh really? Yeah. I didn't see it that. Clear, he slid. You know, you you your trailing arm. Yeah, uh, and that's and it just hit it. It hit his arm, and, and it, it bounced back to, to Solignac, and then he hit it to to Nikolic, uh, and Nikolic, and then the defender, uh, you know, hit it out of the way. Yeah. Uh, but that it could have been, it should have been a penalty. a penalty. Yeah, without a doubt. And they didn't mention it at all. And maybe it was because like the the local announcers are always kind of biased for yeah. the red. It was on MSG. And they're like, nobody saw that. Nobody. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, oh, just don't play the replay. Just yeah. keep it going. What uh, is it? Iron Eagle. Oh, I think he's the one. That, I think he's the guy that does the uh, Rebel games. I don't know who it is. Yeah, uh, I think it is Iron Eagle. Uh, but yeah, uh, g- good game overall. Great yeah, game. I, uh, the goal. The goal by um, uh, who was it that scored? Uh, uh, oh, who the hell was it from Chicago? I forgot who scored. I can't remember who scored. Either. I think it was Juninho. Uh, but it was. But we it was, really, we really prepared well for yeah, this. Yeah, huh? I can look at it right now. But uh, I loved the pass from from Dax, and it it was just it was good to see. Uh, it was Nikolic who who scored the goal. Yeah. Uh, just a, uh, D- Dax. I mean, the great. I, you don't really expect too much from him when it comes to like dribbling. Like, I mean, he did. He did one of those. Yeah, he's a box to box guy. He's not like you know. He's not like an attacking center but, mid. But I love he 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 was at the top of the box and did a. I mean, I, well, I always loved Michael Jordan when he did his his um his turnaround jumper where he did he would like fake one way and then spin the other way yep. and, and and lean back and you couldn't you ever and that's that's sort LeBron of LeBron has a very similar one. And uh that's what that's what basically what Dax did. He he started uh spinning to to his left and then quickly went back uh uh to his right or the opposite way, whatever. Uh but he he faked in one direction and spun and into the box and then a pass to to Nikolic and a, a great goal uh, by Nikolic, uh, you're getting a pass Robles. Yeah, dude, Chicago, I mean, we're starting to see that, you know, it's not going to be that easy of a run for them. People are starting to figure out, okay, here's the style that Bastion's going to play. Whether you could stop it or not is up to them, but clearly people are not figuring them out, but there's more game tape on them now. Yeah. So it's not this big new thing, you know? And uh, I think Chicago could still go really far. I know Dax wanted that one, though. You know, yeah, he wanted to be like, "Hey guys, I'm sorry I beat you," but that's what happens <laughs> when you get rid of me. Yeah, yeah it, I, I mean, it's like seeing your, uh, you know, your, your, ex, your ex, and you got like ketchup stains on your shirt. <laughs> you know, like, oh. Yeah, yeah, he, you could tell emotionally, 
he would have uh, he really would have wanted that one because he they, they're still I mean there's some real bitterness uh, yeah he, he he's as bitter about being traded as we are about not getting a thank you for well he ball. needs to exercise the demons <laughs> of this fruit bowl so that he can win the next time he comes back exactly I think that's that's what's holding him back we all know it. <laughs> so, um, all right. So we have a couple games that we're going to talk about in the third segment, but we want to get to uh, Maddie Doyle. Yeah, let's get to Matt Doyle. Uh, you know, again, we talked about a little bit. Um, absolutely amazing. Uh, really, really funny. And not only that, like we really talk about, I we ask some good questions about what's happening in the yeah, game. Yeah, if we have to grade uh, our interviewing skills, yeah, it's an A+. Plus. I mean, <laughs> with a little extra credit on top, I think. <laughs> well, we have a fun, uh, funny conversation with Matthew Doyle and uh, I think you're going to enjoy it a lot because you're going to get to know him. Not just he th- he's not just going to be in his bunker talking about uh, tactics all, uh, you know, for for half an hour. We actually yeah. have a fun conversation. With and him. if you've heard him talk on other podcast, imagine other people were there, not just him. That's what this <laughs> is going to sound like. So listen to this, guys. We'll be right back after this. Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to that first segment. We got some nice news. We've got a new sponsor. Yeah, we do. It's yeah. exciting. We're, this is a big one, too. Yeah, yeah, we're excited to be working with these guys. Uh, we absolutely love this publication. We read Howler. We've done a video. The Pierlo taste test was uh, Howler's creation, and we did a video for it. We absolutely love Howler. If you don't know what Howler is, it's a, it's part magazine, part art project, really. And they really do a deep dive into the soccer uh, world. They cover stories that no one else covers. It's absolutely incredible, and it's all based in America. It's an American soccer magazine. And it is the most beautiful American soccer magazine. Exactly. It is a, it, it's a, a physical magazine. It is not just an online. They do online publications. And Great stuff like online that. stuff. Great online work. But it, it's every every uh, every magazine that they put out. It, they feel like a collector's item. So Absolutely. They're they a cool thing to just have. Uh, uh, I mean, you can always look through them. I mean, they, they, it's like having a, a, almost like a. Uh, a snapshot in history of soccer every right. time you have every time you have a physical copy of that magazine it's almost like a quarterly table like coffee table a book very it's, much so, yeah, yeah really cool so if you guys go to shop.howlermagazine.com that's shop.h-o-w-l-e-r-m-a-g-a-z-i-n-e.com you can get yourself the magazine and if you use Cooligans is your promo code. You're going to get 20% off. Exactly. So do that. You will be supporting the show. You'll be getting a great uh, uh, soccer magazine and uh, just a, a piece of, yeah, like like Alexis was saying, a piece of art uh, on your coffee table, uh, you know, every couple of months. It's a great, uh, it's a great magazine. We love it. Uh, and if you want to help out the Cooligans, you want to help out Howler, subscribe to Howler Magazine. That's uh, right. You're, you're, gonna, you're not going to regret it. Absolutely. So just go to shop.howlermagazine.com. Again, that's shop.h www.lermagazine.com. Use the word Cooligan, C-O-O-L-I-G-A-N-S, and you're going to get yourself 20% off and you're going to be helping us out, which would be awesome. Hey, everybody. What's up, guys? Welcome back. Yeah, that's right. So uh, we we mentioned, we teased that we were going to have a big interview. And uh, this is someone that we've both listened to and watched, watched yeah. um, and finally got a chance to meet at MLS Cup. And, uh, you know, he may not have noticed, but we fanboyed out uh, because <laughs> yeah. I don't think anyone has the ability to, to explain uh, MLS tactics as good as this gentleman does. He watches all of them. He has a keen eye. He knows exactly what's happening. He knows what's coming before you do. He's the MLS Nostradamus. Yeah, he's also like, he's cool about it. He's not some big old nerd. That's what I was going to say. He he makes everything sound like you're having a conversation at a deli and that's a compliment coming from me. Exactly. Okay? <laughs> uh, now that you heard his voice, ladies and gentlemen, unless you're driving, <laughs> put your hands together for the one, the only, Matt Doyle, huh? Matty Doyle. I, uh, guys, I, I feel like 
I'm more of a conversation at a bodega type of guy. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what a that's what a deli is. A deli is <laughs> yeah. a bodega. So it's you get a, yeah, but I'm not sure. I'm not sure that listeners outside of New York know that. So you have to you have to remember. You have to educate as right. well as entertain. Well, one thing that you have to know about our podcast is we don't care uh, <laughs> if they don't <laughs> if they don't know what we're talking about. Google it, homie. Okay, <laughs> we go. We that's, drop a lot of references. Here. That's going to be the title of this episode. Google it, homie. Yeah, Google <laughs> it, homie. So Matt, so first, I, no wait, I. I want to start off with a question for you guys. Okay, sure. this is the first time. It's the first. Yeah. Is chopped cheese, is that is that really decent or is it just some garbage food? All right, so all right, it's it's. I, I'll take this one. Yeah, okay. Alexis, you handle this. Where I'm born and raised in Newark, New Jersey, we used to call them the Harlem because that's supposedly mm-hmm. where it was invented, right? It's significant the same way a shitty slice of pizza is significant because it's for people that can't afford much more. So is it? Is it shitty? Yeah, it's shitty on purpose, but it's like really good <laughs> shitty. You know what I mean? Like it's yep. supposed to fill you up for five dollars. <laughs> like right. that's a so good it's, thing. It, it's two thirty a.m. and you're making bad decisions about food after having about ten drinks. One hundred percent. You okay. know exactly where it belongs. Okay, <laughs> it's this idea like Whole Foods is starting to sell a chopped cheese for like eight thousand ninety nine cents. Nah, that's not what it's supposed to be. Yeah, that's and insulting. If you had eight thousand ninety nine cents, you're gonna get a better sandwich. You know what I mean? So enough. But it, next time you come to New York. All right, we're going to go get a real chopped cheese. We're going to go to Haji's. We're going to do it a big. We're going to eat it on a stoop. We're going to drink some grape soda or the some land, really. The, the landlord is going to come. and be like, hey, you hoodlums, get out of here. Yeah, and it's Matt Doyle. Matt Doyle is going to be wearing a backwards hat. He's going to throw his Snapple bottle at the landlord. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. I could do that. It's a date. This is happening. This is 100% going to happen. Uh, I guess so now that you asked this question, we have a question for you. Why the Twitter name change? Uh, you know, having MLS in the title, uh, in my handle actually maybe confused certain people about, uh, whether or not I was talking for myself or whether my opinion is the official league policy stance. So just to make it clear, my opinion is never the official <laughs> league policy. Yeah, said. that's something we don't have to explain to our listeners. If they've ever yeah. heard you speak, they know that is not what Don Garber wants people saying <laughs> most of the time. Pretty much. Yeah. So, but, go ahead. No, I was going to say, how do you how do you separate working for MLS and what goes on in your heart? You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. we find we found that the, when we started, we tried to be you know sort of impartial but also honest but also not upset the ship because we wanted access to guys like you and some of the players and stuff and there was times where i think christian was still doing that and i was just saying whatever i wanted and i don't think we upset anyone we thought we might but you know even when we were at mls cup you can kind of see that everyone's like all right don't mention some of the elephants in the room still how are you able to sort of circumvent that and still have your own opinion well i mean i'm paid to have my opinion so that's the great part about my job, right? So that's that's number one. And number two is when you get when you get offered your dream job, and that's what this is. It's pretty easy to drop stuff and, and just be completely neutral and just have fun with it. And, and I mean, I was I was a Metro Stars fan, and that I mean, doing that for fifteen years aged me about fifty. So yeah, I was going to say, was, sorry I, to hear that. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was I was absolutely thrilled to just get that out of my life. And you're an OG. <laughs> you're you're MLS 1.0, right? You're you went yeah. to Giant Stadium. 
I did. And I went to Foxborough Stadium and I, you know, I, I saw the Tampa Bay Mutiny play live, all, all the all the good stuff. Um, but it, it was very easy to to just flip a switch and be neutral uh, once this job presented itself. And, uh, it makes it more fun to watch games and just enjoy them aesthetically uh, and not have a rooting interest. Cause I like, I'm a madman when the U S play, you know, it, it just yeah. stresses me out. It bums me out. And I, like, I, I don't want to go back to any kind of life where I have that on a week to week with a, with a club team. So this is to me, this is the best of all worlds. That's actually a great way to put it, but how are you able to sort of maybe even be critical of MLS as a league or some of the structure of it? Is that possible? Is that something that you have to soft step? I mean, sometimes, you know, there's always a, you know, don't cross the line type of type of thing with regards to certain things. And if you guys, you know, use your brains, you could probably figure out what yeah. uh, I, I, I say stuff by I say a lot of stuff by leaving a lot of stuff unsaid uh, uh. in my column, you know, and, and um, it's it's a compromise for sure. But uh, I, I've at least convinced myself that it's been a worthwhile compromise and that I haven't uh totally become a corporate shill but if the money <laughs> if the if the price is right i, I will shill so. yeah oh yeah us too by the way uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah so uh, i'm kind of curious just uh your kind of backstory with uh with soccer with uh you know working how long have you been with mls uh how did uh your interest in soccer begin just give us the maddie doyle backstory right because you were like a you were a playwright you said right yeah so i i, I was one of those kids who was sort of entranced by soccer uh, during the 1990 World Cup. Uh, I, you know, I didn't play it growing up, and I, other than you know RAI, which had the had Serie A uh, on like Sunday mornings at, at 8 a.m. There was no soccer to be found on TV. But then the World Cup happened, and I, I jumped all in, and it, that just grew and grew, especially with '94 happening, and then. MLS starting um and I was you know as a I started my sports writing career at like 15 and I kept up with that up until the the 2000s at which point I moved to New York and tried to become a playwright and uh, I wasn't any good at that um and I played a lot of video games and, and drank too much and uh I mean, yeah, you know. is, it's sounding a lot like our life. Yeah, I was like, you sure <laughs> you sure you weren't a comedian? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and uh, yeah, but, I mean, and freelanced. And then uh, about 10 years into doing that, uh, <laughs> which so, was a whole lot so, of nothing. So an overnight success. <laughs> yeah. Right, exactly. <laughs> um, MLSsoccer.com started. And one of the first people they hired was Sean Francis, who's a good friend of mine. And I, I gave Sean my resume and my clips, and I said, put this on Greg Wallace's desk every day until I get hired. And, <laughs> you know, thank God for Sean, because he did, and thank God for Greg, because he hired me. And that was well, part-time in 2010 and then full-time at the start of 2011. So it's it's been about six, seven years now that I've been with MLS. That's awesome, and congratulations. We actually just met Greg Lawless at NY Fest, which is the, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, that big festival, that part of the Tribeca Film Festival that happens here in New York, and uh, Christian and I hosted it. And when we saw Greg, we said the same thing to him, which we'll say to you is, uh, we, said, we, we said to him, we go, hey, we met your brother. Not as big a jerk as we would imagine. You know? like, you know, and same thing with Greg. Everyone we've met from MLS has been so nice and welcoming. And even, you know, online, uh, you know, Don Garber has this like evil empire 
uh, you know, sort of uh, people think he's like this, like mystique. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that like he's like he walks in, like he looks through your soul, <laughs> and he couldn't have been a sweeter guy when we got a chance to talk to him one on one or two on one because we were both there. And it, same thing goes for a lot of the guys that work at MLS. So it seems like a fun place to work. Um, you know, how have you seen it changed in the last seven years? Well, I mean, when I got hired, I was I was a New Yorker, and the the part of being hired was moving out here to 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 California to work in the San Francisco office. And the biggest change for me is that there is no more San Francisco office. Uh, that got <laughs> that got shut down a couple of years ago, so I, I actually work from my living room. Um, and there's a so, there's the New York office, right? That's where it's based out of. Yeah, there's Midtown Manhattan. And so you moving back? <laughs> I I am not moving back anytime soon. But as I said, if the price is right, I yeah. chill, I will move. Yeah. Well, things have changed, uh, and you're going to need that price to be very right because it's so expensive out here. Uh, yeah, we're both in sure. Brooklyn, but we're not like in hipster Brooklyn. Uh, mm-hmm. We went to old school neighborhoods. Um, a little bit about MLS tactically. You've seen it adapt in the last few years. And honestly, you know, a lot of people, there's a lot of Euro snobs who think MLS is still, you know, the year that everything contracted and it was, you know, everything's on turf with football lines and so on and so forth. And then there's these these new crop of I don't even know how to explain them, but they're they're almost too pro USA where they will not accept that maybe there's other football leagues or there's other soccer leagues that are at a slightly higher level than we are. Where do you assess where we are now? And how long do you think before, uh, you know, we're competing at the top? Honestly. Uh, I think we're one of the top dozen or so leagues in the world. Maybe would, yeah. a little, yeah, maybe a little higher than that. Um, I, I think that our best teams will probably stay up in La Liga or uh, Bundesliga or, or the EPL. Um, but that's maybe a little bit of a stretch. Um, I, I think MLS is uh, the big sell in terms of fandom is that there, there's we're, we're scratching like 40% of our potential because we we just got the development academy initiative off the ground 10 years ago. And there were only six clubs that were part of it. Uh, and we only just started the whole path to pros things with USL. Uh, so I think that we're going to hit a point where our improvement is more closer to exponential rather than linear, um, because we're just going to have a flood of better trained, better equipped, better adapted, young players coming into the league. Um, and so I, I, when I think more about MLS's standing, when I think about MLS's standing in the, in the world stage, I think less about like TAM or DPs or salary cap or any of that. And more about the youth initiatives that are, are putting better and younger players into the league every single year. Um, and irrespective of everything else, that's what matters. I mean, I, you know, I, we talk a lot about, I, I talk a lot about youth development, um, and which, you know, as a big guy with a beard, I probably shouldn't just sounds creepy, <laughs> but, uh, but you know, I talk a lot about it because, um, I'm half Uruguayan. And when I see, mm-hmm. you know, Uruguay is in the top league, 
uh, Uruguay is, but a lot of a lot of great players get poached from there. Right now, what I would consider the best striker in the world uh, comes from uh, Uruguay, and they don't have a lot of money. We have a ton of money. Uruguay as a country is three and a half million people. New York City alone is eight and a half. You know, mm-hmm. so I see the amount of. You know, the the international type of, uh, you know, uh, kids that we have in this country, I see that our diet is high in protein. Mine is maybe too high in carbs, but whatever. Right. (laughs) So we build athletes. We build monsters. We build fast, strong people. Right. Look at our look at our athletes that go to the Olympics. Right. You put all that together. We should be developing. You know, maybe not Messi's. I know Messi's are talent wise, uh, you know, uh, one one in a lifetime. But I feel like you know, your Marcelos, your Cristiano Ronaldo's, you know, these, these types of players that are world-class maybe don't, you know, maybe they're great for, you know, a certain period of time. We should be developing that. How are we not doing that? And I know we only started with the academies, but how, I mean, Landon Donovan, you know, one of a kind, how, how are we not developing a thousand Landon Donovan's right now? Because there's no plan until recently, there was no plan to develop Landon Donovan. You luck into it. There's no way to identify it. If a kid is the kid with that talent is born in Reno, nobody knows. Nobody sees it. Uh, and, and God forbid he's born to a, a, a family without means. Which is my uh, other point is right now we're doing everything we're doing with essentially, and I hate to generalize, but we're doing it with rich kids. You know, I, there's no other sport in the world where the best players came from families of means. You know what I mean? Like Alexi Sanchez. This guy, is, you know, if you saw the town he grew up in, you'd be like, I'd be amazing at anything to get out of here. You know what I mean? I'd learn right. shot put to get out of here. You know, I, I, I get what you're saying. I need to push back on that a little bit because it's a little too much in terms of fetishization of poverty. And I understand what okay. when you talk about economic pressures. But if you look at the NBA more and more uh, and certainly baseball and hockey more and more their players are coming from middle class and upper class families this is not an argument that we should ignore kids from lower class families or or abject poverty it's saying that this is not a sports issue this is a societal issue right this is something that we have to be better at as as a society and now i'm going to get off my high horse and i'm going to say one of the things that uh, MLS academies, by and large, have done well, and I'm hoping that what the next ten years will bring is the same from NASL and USL, and maybe even USL three, getting their own academies. Is they've been free, they've gone into the poorest areas and identified talent and brought those kids in uh, on scholarships or completely free of charge. And at the same time, a lot of them are setting up coaching seminars so that if you're a, you know, if you're a parent, uh, with kids, uh, who are interested in soccer, but you only played football or basketball or baseball, you can get the bare necessities in terms of coaching education. And you could coach your kids, U8 team or U10 team and make sure that they're put on, uh, I'm not gonna say the perfect path, but put on a better path. Um, but I, I think that a lot of the problems, a lot of the issues that people reduce to, oh, we, we need hungrier kids. We need kids who are, you know, come from the roughest areas. Like I, we need equality is what we need. <laughs> we need, we need those kids to not be hungry. We need those kids to be better educated. We can worry about sports well after that. 
Yeah, I think it, it makes a good point. I think I'm talking about it from from a personal experience growing up in a city mm-hmm. like Newark, New Jersey. I think one of the things that I look at is I met I met someone who played professionally for the Riverhounds. And I was like, oh, man, that's amazing. I'm like, wait, why aren't you playing anymore? And he was like, oh, I just went to work for my dad in finance. Right. And it's like, <laughs> what? You know, <laughs> like, yeah. it just blew my mind. I don't think I've never, you know, I've watched a lot of NBA drafts. I've watched a lot of the NFL drafts. I never heard someone have that option. And the more I looked into, you know, the youth development in this country, I was realizing, you know, a lot of these travels. And I mean, it's all the stuff that everyone knows, you know, you got to pay to play basically. Right. And a lot Mm -hmm. of that is starting to go away. So I think a lot of that is being resolved. And I think it's also important that people are looking at soccer as a way to make money professionally. Right. Traditionally, it was like, oh, you want to be a football player. You want to be a basketball player. You want to be a baseball player. If you want to make money, people are now looking at soccer more and more. You know, it may may not be one of the top that people think of, but it's there. You know, they also think about it in the sense of, you know, when they end their career, their brain will still function. Yeah, that's true. That crosses your mind. You'll be able to remember your name when you're 50. (laughs) That's important for this sport, you know? Uh, (laughs) So I think those things are changing. I just get frustrated that it's like if we built just using Newark as an example, which has a ton of available land. If you Mm -hmm. built a soccer pitch in Newark and just gave a bunch of kids soccer balls, part of me believes that in 10 years we'll have an incredible and it, it has nothing to do with race. It has nothing to do with nationality. It just has with has to do with like if they're not playing a sport. I remember growing up, if I wasn't doing something, I was getting in trouble. So I would be pushed <laughs> to do something productive. You know, in my case, that was go find chopped cheeses. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, like for some people it would be playing that sport. And it's a great way out of some of the the sort of things that can pull you down in a city like that. So I just get very passionate when we talk about that, you know, mm-hmm. um, but those are all good points that you made also alexis does not care about poor starving children no i don't right. I want, only if they're athletes <laughs> then then i'll care you, wanna, I'll, you better score some goals if you want some <laughs> yeah. chopped cheese yeah, yeah in fact i'm gonna I'm hold up a couple chopped cheeses gets who gets these the winners so get out there this i want to see literal hunger games. Yeah. The literal hunger games. Yeah. for sure uh these are only for golasos uh we got some ice chips if you lose have some more ice chips um here's a personal question why do you hate bourbon so much Oh, it's it's garbage. Bourbon is. is <laughs> I agree is, with you, Matt. By the way, uh, yeah. Christian Christian is preferred drink is cider. Ooh, He's delicious. basically a divorced mom. Okay, <laughs> he can't handle hard liquor. I made him drink bourbon for the first time at MLS Cup, and it looked like I was making him drink paint thinner. His face was just upset the whole time. It was awful. I'm, uh, I. I uh, my take is that bourbon is liquor for people who don't actually like liquor. They like sugar. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Alexis does love diabetes. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm heading towards it right now in fifth gear, baby. Uh, so if you, if you actually like liquor, go get a nice scotch or, or you know, find, find a, you know, one of the nicer Japanese whiskeys uh, and, and treat yourself a little bit. But okay. no, bourbon is bourbon is not. It's not a thing. Matthew Bougie Doyle over here, Japanese whiskey. Um, are usual Scotch drinkers like bourbon, so I'm actually quite surprised. I'm a big Scotch drinker myself as well. Mm-hmm. I'm uh, I'm really surprised that you don't like the other one. Are you into Are you into the the Islas? Are you into the Speysides? What is your What is your poison? What is the the typical Highlands? Is mm-hmm. uh, is my style? I like uh, the I even when I drink tea, I like the the. You know, I'm not a tea guy, so I went to England with my wife, and we, she made me do one of those like uh, high noon things. And I just said to the guy, "I'm like, what's the strongest tea you have? Give it to me with no milk and no sugar." I just like I'm I'm a bitter kind of guy. I like an earthiness when it's wine as well. 
you know, I'm just like that kind of guy. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't want to interrupt you alcoholics, but uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I wanted to ask about your uh, article that you just wrote about um, uh, from arm, armchair analyst about nobody knows anything uh, from mm-hmm. week eight in MLS. There's there's something uh, interesting because, I mean, we you know, we've been doing this podcast for a year and a half and we, and we every every week we feel like we understand the league more and more. Uh, and mm-hmm. just reading this was a helpful uh, reminder of like, yo. You don't know what you're talking yeah, about. We got a long way to go. Because <laughs> this is this season has been interesting. Obviously, the, the, the you know two new expansion teams and the incredible it should start. be one and a half new <laughs> expansion teams. <laughs> well, Atlanta obviously with a uh, with a hot start, and then uh, mm-hmm. and and Minnesota looking like it, it was like MLS made a mistake. Like they <laughs> they regretted letting them in the league. Uh, but now after the trade that uh, Minnesota made with uh, Colorado. I think that's uh, kind of righted the ship to some degree. So uh, what, what do you what have? What are the sort of the main points that you've taken out of these two expansion teams and, and maybe the, the, the broader uh, scope of MLS? Well, I, I think that uh, what Atlanta did in terms of targeting guys like Almiron uh, and, and Vialba and uh, Joseph Martinez, who was absolutely electric before uh, picking up that injury, that is, I think, going to be a blueprint that teams copy, uh, thank God, because we wouldn't rather watch a, a bunch of young guys like that rather than uh, most of the sort of over-the-hill players that uh, we've seen imported. I, I guess that era kind of ended in 2015, but there's still a few who come in every now and again and don't have it. And no disrespect to, to Bastian Schweinsteiger, who's been great since he came in for Chicago. But like to me, it's just more fun. Like if we can get a player like that. So I I think that is what people will take from Atlanta, but you also have to recognize that their goalkeepers is Alec Khan and they have Michael Parkhurst in central defense. Who's been great. He's been great. And Jeff Lorenowitz has won a starting job at central midfield and Julian Gressel, they got out of the the draft and And Garza and Greg Garza, you know, like, so there's this perception that Atlanta went overseas to find every single answer. And they got some big answers overseas, but they got a lot of answers from within as well. There's a lot of talent here. There's a lot of talent in the U.S. and in Canada and in CONCACAF. Uh, And this team went out and found it. And if you look at Minnesota, the reason that they've started doing better is because they've started leaning on those same guys. They started leaning on guys like Christian Ramirez and Miguel Ibarra and Kevin Molino and Johan Venegas. Where are they all from? That's U.S., Trinidad and Tobago, uh, Costa Rica. Uh, you know, Calvo and Kalman at the back. That's Costa Rica and U.S. So I, I think there has to be more respect for what we have here um, and better targeting of your designated players' expenditures. You got to make sure you get that right because these guys, uh, you know, Almiron doesn't care what your pedigree is. He doesn't care how much you made with Tottenham or you know Juventus or whoever. He's going to go past you and he's going to either score or, or give his you know give his teammates a layup. And that's the type of soccer everybody wants to see. Uh, and I, I think what works gets copied. And right but now, but can it be duplicated? Working. I mean, where are you going to find another Tata Martino? Where are you going to find, you know, these these pieces? I'm sure they're out there, but can that be duplicated? Is that something that other clubs and don't the older clubs need to do this too? It doesn't shouldn't, you know, Columbus be looking at this as the blueprint? Shouldn't, uh, you know, uh, New England, all the clubs that are maybe struggling attendance wise? I mean, I think that Columbus and New England are just in a different 
uh, bracket in terms of what they're willing to spend. That said, Columbus is just as fun to watch as Atlanta. You know, and they they've gotten guys like uh, Ola Kamara from overseas, but they also have guys like Justin Miram and Ethan Finlay, uh, Will Trap from within. They just found a twenty-year-old Brazilian box-to-box midfielder in Arthur, who's been great, but so has their homegrown central defender Alex Cornali. So it, it's a mix of, of players, maybe not with the same profile that Atlanta has, but. It's Columbus who's at the top of the table in the Eastern Conference. So yeah. they're kind of sh- they're showing you that you, you know there is still that talent. Um, but why aren't people showing up? <laughs> I mean, uh, God, there's a lot of yeah, I, yeah, I'm not, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's such a loaded question. Sorry to ask if you I, that. I, I just meant that, that rhetorically. I be on your scrubby ass little podcast. Okay, well we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna <laughs> cut that part out. I don't know who you think you are, dude. <laughs> Our fans think we're superstars. Uh, <laughs> Uh, what is, what is, I know we're going a little long, but you have so much information. Uh, what is FC Dallas doing right? And when is that going to equate to a cup? Um, they, they're, they invested in youth earlier than most teams. Uh, and they hired the guy who sort of, uh, game planned out that investment. Is that Clavijo? Uh, well, it's, it's Pareja. Clavijo has uh, done good work, but it's Pareja. Um, and he has, uh, trusted young players to get the job done. And these players are by and large better trained at a younger age than the generation before that. And that's because they Uh, allow them to play with the pros, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if if you spend money and on coaches who are good um, and allow them to do their things and trust that the job is done, you're going to have players who can play and they've sold a couple and made some bucks and uh, they've used that to, to reinvest in their Academy. And, um, to invest in some quality overseas players. I mean, Mora Diaz is uh, one of my favorite players to watch when he's healthy. It's a, it's a com, you know, it, it's a combination of doing what Atlanta did on like a sort of slightly lower profile and uh, really turbocharging their youth investment. As for when it means they'll get a cup, I mean, MLS playoffs are a crapshoot. I am. I have been so wrong so many times uh, on, on predictions like that. So, I, I mean, it, it could be this year. It could be never. Um, but uh, either way, they'll be fun to watch for a long time. All right. Our final question, because uh, we're obviously in New York. We're, we're big NYCFC fans. Give us give us the hard truth about NYCFC. What do you what do you expect out of them this year? What are they looking like? Uh, how, how do you feel about uh, David V and those boys? I I love what I've seen. They're my favorite team in the league to watch just aesthetically because I I love how committed uh, Vieira is to building from the back. It's a high-risk, high-reward strategy, and you guys have seen it. (laughs) Yeah, we know. (laughs) Um, But I I trust that they'll improve. Um, But, (laughs) look, if you guys could, um, you know, put, Andrea Pirlo out to to pasture and okay. <laughs> and send, spend that send him to a uh, uh, you know uh, upstate to a new home. We just open right. we open the minivan door at a vineyard and then <laughs> throw throw and throw a prosciutto out the door. <laughs> that would that would also work for me. Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I got to be honest. I'd beat him to it. Okay, yeah. I'd have the prosciutto in my mouth <laughs> without a problem. Um, if you could. To put him out to pasture and, and get a guy like, say, Guido Pizarro um, or, you know, one of the better defensive midfielders down 
in uh, in Argentina uh, or or the Colombian league. Um, I, I think this would be arguably the team to beat in the league um, because it can't just be Ring who does all the defensive work. You need a you need another. He is doing guy it all. Who, he really is, man. Um, so they got to. I, I I've said multiple times that I think 2018 is going to be the year of NYCFC and Orlando City, uh, precisely because I think they will both be out from under the uh, the big DP contracts that were needed at the time, uh, but are, are maybe holding them back a little bit now. All right. Well, listen, we have so many other questions we want to ask. I guess that there's one more quick one is who do you think is winning the cup? Oh, stop it. Because <laughs> yeah. I say Atlanta. I think Atlanta, as long as they stay healthy, can win it all. All right. Well, I, I, it's way too early for me to to give a prediction like that. All right. Um, I was hoping to get a prediction. All right. Yeah. That's all right. Well, we'd love to have you back on the podcast sometime soon. You have so much information. You're a blast. You got a great personality. I don't know what you're doing hiding it all the way on the West Coast. Uh, <laughs> uh, is there anything you want people to know? Is there anyone where they could follow you? Uh, yeah, at Matt Doyle 76 on Twitter or uh, the Armchair Analyst series on MLSsoccer.com. All right. Well, guys, I mean, if you haven't. Oh, is March the match ever coming back? Oh, we'll see. Come you know, on. Like I, like I said, dude, there's a price for everything. <laughs> oh, God, this guy's a hard negotiator. You learned a thing or two in the East Coast. I'll tell you that. So listen, uh, if you guys haven't listened already or if you haven't watched his videos already, please do. If you haven't read his articles, you're missing out. Everyone, clap your hands for Matt Doyle. Thank you so much for coming on with us. Thank you again, Matt. Cheers, guys. Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to The Cooligans. Uh, we're going to ask you to help us out just a little bit. You've seen some of the shirts we're wearing. They're on the Volley Apparel. They're absolutely incredible. It's kind of like a hip-hop, soccer-themed type of whole a clothing brand. They're absolutely incredible. Yeah, you can wear the stuff, uh, you know, to... to to the outside you got where to hang out you can wear you know it's gear you can wear it to play you can wear it to the white house you can wear it to the trap house yeah, exactly either <laughs> you can wear the same outfit to both of those <laughs> places and maybe for some people that's the same house so <laughs> uh you could absolutely wear it at all different occasions it's really cool and guess what if you use the code cooligan c-o-o-l-i-g-a-n-s you're not only going to get 20 percent off but we're going to get some of that money which is really cool yeah you'll be supporting uh, the cooligans by just buying fly clothing right so you save money and we make a little which we're going to pump all back into the show just to help promote it and get more people listening which would really help us out so you want to look fly for the summer go to go to on the go get yourself some gear how about you save some money by putting in the word cooligan c-o-o-l-i-g-a-n-s and we make a little scratch that, that sound good huh? it's not sound, bad not good sound good it's like our own little trap house oh <laughs> yes uh also they also sell cocaine yeah. uh, <laughs> all right not maybe not cocaine but go out and buy yourself that discount's not going to work on coke but it will work on dope gear also if you're buying cocaine don't mention the cooligans at all don't say the cooligans at all we're not going to make any money off of that we promise our parole officers check out on the yeah, baby. Yeah, that was Maddie Doyle. Maddie Doyle. Makes, very funny. Very funny. Very charming and uh, good dude. And we had, like like I said, great rapport. Yeah. I mean, look, it's like we were best friends. It's, it was like we were meant to have a conversation with him. That's right. And maybe more. Uh, hopefully we can uh, take this relationship to the next level. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa. Come to this Airbnb. <laughs> but here's a, a please don't add Matt Doyle, guys. Uh, on that, please. I'm, I'm asking you not to for the sake of the podcast. Uh, but I will say, if you want to add somebody, who do you think that we should interview next? You know, is there a beat writer for your team? Is there, uh, you know, is there someone in, uh, that, at MLS that you think we should be having a conversation with? Yeah. Either let us know or, you know, uh, at both of us, you know. 
know, mm-hmm. at us, at them. Come on, let's so, get it going. Put us in touch. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, so make sure you uh, make, yeah, go to MLSsoccer.com. You can see uh, Matthew Doyle. He puts out uh, videos, I think, once or twice a week. Uh, yeah, a lot of good content. A lot of good of stuff. Guy. Follow him on Twitter at Matt Doyle seventy six. Uh, he is, uh, yeah, he's just good. He's just a dude as good at his job. Yeah, man, it's great, it's great to see. It's interesting that I don't know if this kind of person uh, exists in other like in the Premier League. Like, well, remember that other leagues aren't centralized the way MLS is. You know, other leagues are independent clubs deciding to be a part of it yeah so, so there's no like central figure that yeah, that's, way that's it is interesting because the, the the disconnect between the clubs in uh in leagues with promotion relegation that's, yeah. so as an example the premier league which is, is essentially the most popular soccer league in the world yeah uh so says their six billion dollar con <laughs> tv contract yeah yeah the the money speaks for itself uh but there that that disconnect with the league in itself is I kind of enjoy that about MLS. I, I enjoy that there's there's central figures uh, that can talk about the league as a whole. Yeah, I mean, normally that would be left up to pundits, you know, and 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 certainly there are a fair share of pundits that do that. Yeah. The big issue was, you know, think about it when when he's you know when Matt was talking about when MLSsoccer.com started, that's when they decided, all right, nobody wants to talk about us, right? Nobody wants to talk about us on TV. Nobody wants to write about us. We'll do it ourselves. And I actually think that's the model for most leagues moving forward. You get to sort of control... Um, you know, the dialogue a bit. Yeah, and you also don't need to rely on the media exactly uh, for that exposure. But I think like a lot of local reporters and stuff are important. You know, some of the folks that we've had on this podcast before, they become really important for sharing some of that other information that may not come out of the central base, if you will. Um, Which and, and and to some extent, we're kind of doing that as, as well. That's, that's exactly who we are. We're trying to bring the comedy community and the soccer community, uh, you know, to one place. Yeah. Like at the party uh, that we talked about, you know, there were uh, a couple of folks from Kick. I yeah, uh, came kick. to the party. Thank mm-hmm. you so much, Patrick Inferno. Thank you so much, Gabby Kirshner. Uh, you know, they came out and they were like, oh, there's a lot of comedy people here, not as many soccer people. And I'm like, yeah, we're still, we're trying to bridge that community yeah, ourselves. We had a couple of NYCFC supporters, Andy yeah. and Mariana. The, the, Andy Mariana came out <laughs> and uh, they great. did their 420 thing the at most, a level. The most lit couple uh, they in are, NYC. No one has more fun than them. Um, <laughs> and whatever's going on in their brain is way more fun than whatever event they're on they're just, or they're at. They are do they smoked out a comedian known for his drug use <laughs> to a pulp they smoked and they came back like nothing had ever happened and this guy was like i'm way baked i can't do this that was an end of night bake uh, so thank you for coming out and none of that happened if the police are listening of course uh no snitches no right. just keep that in mind so you thank you again snitch. matthew Doyle, for uh, for being on the podcast and we have another uh later this week we'll be putting out another our podcast, a special edition our special edition podcast with your boy alexi lawless yeah, yeah. So the Cooligans. You are, heard it here first. How is this? How is this happening? How, Alexi Lawless has agreed to speak to us. <laughs> what is? What is? What's going on? And of course, we haven't spoken to him yet. Okay, uh, that's yeah, gonna yeah. Happen <laughs> when you hit play is when it's actually happening. That's, yeah, it will be live. Yeah, you'll be you'll be right in with us in the room when uh, when it happens. Live. So, uh, 
So that's going to be great. So make sure, uh, you know, you listen to that. Make sure you, if, if you just casually listen to this podcast, make sure you subscribe to it so you do not miss it. So we don't miss anything. We're all, obviously we're on Stitcher and iTunes and leave a nice iTunes review. We could really use that. That really helps us. Uh, we, there's a lot of garbage podcasts above us in the iTunes rank- rankings. Yeah, for sure. So we like- and we need to figure out why when you hit, when you type the word soccer and we don't pop up, I mean... Oh, sure. Is there anything more important than us in the community? Yeah, now, no. what, two guys wearing suit jackets? Get up out of here. <laughs> Get up out of here. Yeah, so do what you can. Help us. I mean, you know, if you don't want to give us money directly, uh, you know, just in palm over fist or whatever. Right. Just uh, leave a nice iTunes review. That That's would- it. We're instituting this right now. This is a law. Either you send us money or you leave a review. It's one of the two if you're going to listen to this you podcast. <laughs> so pick your poison, my friends. You either do a little click, clack, clack, or you can do this, which is money being transferred. Look at this. Sure. That's the cash machine. <laughs> you're, now you're like you're just like the dude from Police Academy. <laughs> Police Academy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, let's talk about uh, two other games that were were pretty uh, pretty on fire, pretty lit. Uh, this um, we got to talk about Atlanta, DC, right? So Atlanta, obviously. The hot squad, new to the MLS. Every, and everybody's like, yo, who that walking yeah. in MLS over here? Whose mans is this? But like in a positive way. Yeah, because like damn, all the women were like, damn, girl, looking, look at these guys looking good. <laughs> yeah. Where they from? <laughs> oh, all over South America. Okay. <laughs> yeah, none of them from America. That's weird. Oh, none of them speak even a little bit of English. All yeah. right. Yeah. I'll make it work somehow. Yeah, we'll figure it out. <laughs> Oh, Guzan's not here yet. I'm sure that won't hurt him one bit. <laughs> but Atlanta, um, I think uh, to some extent, it's interesting because DC. I, I, I expect that Atlanta could just kind of run over DC. Look, let's be honest. If the goal was one inch wider on either side, this would have been seven <laughs> goals scored by Atlanta. They are without probably their best player, maybe their second best player. Um, cause Joseph, Joseph Martinez, Martinez yeah. yeah, Joseph Martinez is out. Um, they, they still look really, really good. Uh, the first goal by Kenwin, uh, Kenwin Joe. Jones, uh, once again, grown ass man goal of the week, uh, <laughs> that dude hopped up and straight, like, I don't even know, like he was head someone <laughs> who was holding his baby, just, <laughs> cr- I don't even know if he has a kid, just crushed this thing. I mean, a neck moved in ways that I've only ever seen when my wife is mad at me. Okay. Uh, beast, beast of a goal. Uh, and, and they don't normally play that style. They don't play really the send the crosses to the forehead of the well, striker. I think with Kenwin Jones in there yeah. and, and Joseph Martinez out, you know, they I have think to play that way. They yeah. have to play this, but he's a different type of uh, player. He's obviously he, 100%. He's a whole hold up you know back to the goal kind of guy. center forward target man kind of a guy but he he has issues um he, first touch issues occasionally yeah. i mean he plays similarly uh i mean he's bigger than josie altador but he's he's that kind of guy but altador has a, a much he, he's lighter on his feet and he has, yeah. uh, he has a, a very good better touch. dancer but yes much clearly. better dancer uh, we've th- seen them both dance uh <laughs> you should have been at the party last yeah night. that uh i mean that twerk off they did between each other was <laughs> yeah pretty- <laughs> and what was javinko thinking he should not be involved in that i mean i mean it, uh javinko was severely injured yeah, uh, yeah trying to compete with those i boys. mean carried out of there <laughs> and he just got too close to the twerk you can't do that i mean i i, I, I a, a twerk off between Josie Altador and Kenwin Jones. I mean, I, I really think the floor would collapse 
with the, the mountainous <laughs> yeah. men that those two guys are. I feel like Stephen Fry would still somehow be involved. He'd be the judge, and he would deny it for Josie and Ken when we get it in the end. Uh, but Kenwin Jones, what the reason why I brought up that he they normally don't play that way is because there was a lot of talk about why he wasn't playing uh, or getting much playing time until Joseph Martinez went down. And I believe it was uh, Tata Martino had said or it was intimated that uh, Kenwin doesn't have the ability to play the style that he wants to. But this shows like a great adaptation, you know, uh, you know, it shows that Tata Martino is willing to say, like, all right, let's adapt a bit. Let's figure out a way to win with what we have, which a lot of managers <laughs> won't do. You know yeah. what I mean? They're like, no, this is the style fit into it or else, you know, so it's kind of exciting to see. And let me tell you something, dude. You know, I, I didn't get to watch the whole match, so I watched like the the highlights. It took a while before we got to a highlight that wasn't Atlanta. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean the the first half, uh, Atlanta um, looked like the strong. I mean, they looked like the better team. Uh, the majority of the game, they they looked like they they. I don't know if they got tired. It's just like this weird these weird uh, uh, lapses and kind of in judgment or what. I mean, they they didn't look. They looked. Um, they. They, 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 that whatever force field or that aura finally looked penetrable. Uh, they, they looked like a, a team that didn't know how to recover from, uh, from the, uh, from conceding. Right, and and that's kind of their. You would, you would imagine that they have the ability to bounce back. Um, but yeah, there were there were moments where it was like, wait a minute, it seems like they're just not prepared right now. Yeah, and I think that you know, with with any young team, uh, an expansion team, I think they that. Uh, I think they're missing that um, that captain, that leader that c- gives them that direction to be like, hey, guys, we got to bunker down and we got to we got to get back in this game. Right. And, I, it, you know, when is Brad Guzan getting there? Because that changes everything. Sure. I, I mean, I, I wouldn't blame uh, who's can the, uh, who's. Uh, no, I'm not blaming him. I just know that Brad is a much better. He's a much better leader. You yeah. know, and I, I think the two biggest I would say the three biggest uh, veteran leaders there would be. It would, Brad, when he gets there, you got Kenwin Jones, who's, you know, been in the Premier League for a long time. He's got yeah. a lot of experience. You want to listen to him. And then a guy like Parkhurst, which maybe isn't like the natural person you would pick, but he's got a lot of experience. Villalba, Joseph Martinez. Also, Gar- Greg Garza, I, I, I think he is probably the most, the guy who seems like the, the, most, the most vocal, most vocal, most like in the leadership position. Also, he's like, He's a beast. I mean, he's a big dude, and he's yeah. like he doesn't take crap from from anybody. No. Uh, so if him and Joseph Martinez came up to me, they were like, "Give me your wallet." I'd be like, "Yeah, go ahead, take that." <laughs> Do you just want me to go to the ATM and get you more? I mean, yeah. And if you're wondering, yes, because they're Hispanic. No, <laughs> obviously they're jacked. But uh, what I was, well, I, I think the most impressive part of this match was uh, Luciano Acosta. Uh, he, I mean, I mean, he's he's. I mean, he looks just like you couldn't if you if Jovinko and him were in the same room, you wouldn't be able you would to know tell who's who. Yeah, yeah. each other apart. They play very very similarly. But in fact, Acosta, if you want to do a video with us, we'll just pretend you're Jovinko. <laughs> <laughs> and literally, like in the comments, nobody will correct. Yeah, it. no. <laughs> like Jovinko knows a lot of languages. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like very very impressive. Yeah. Uh, but uh, Luciano Acosta, his goal was uh was incredible uh just he just seemed like that that what sort of what happens to uh jovinko where 
people don't know what he's going to do, so they give him a lot of space. But right. Acosta's not really known for like kind of just like running through defenders and yeah. cutting up a lot of people. But he, he did it at that moment. And I, that goal happened just because of him. No, nobody else. He was just like, oh, you guys, I want, I, I'm going to win this game. Yeah. Uh, let me just do the work. Because- let me shoot the J. I got this. <laughs> give me the ball at the buzzer. I will take it every single time. And that was, and it was impressive. He, 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 when he played against, um, uh, the last NYCFC game we saw him at Yankee Stadium. He's just very impressive, man. He he like yeah, two lot three of, lot of skill. Two three times a game, he'll always do something that's like oh wow, like oh this dude yeah this dude, he got game. And then the opposite of that is someone like Sebastian Latou who doesn't have those pieces, but you know what he does, and that's score when given an opportunity. And he yeah. had that breakaway, and you know he doesn't have pace. He's up there in age, mm-hmm. but he you could see him lulling. That keeper out. You could see him lulling him out. Yeah, yeah. And it's and I it was such an a weird angle. And I was like, oh my God, he's not gonna score. And of course, why would it be in the highlights if he didn't score? But I actually watched the second half of this match. Um, so I missed I must have missed this part because this wasn't the second half, if I'm not mistaken. This uh it's early the in the second half. The Latou, yeah. So I yeah. must have missed this. I must have just missed that. Um, but he, man, you could see him lulling him, lulling him, lulling him, and all of a sudden. But he did a great thing, which was uh, it was Parkhurst who was uh, covering him, and he he shielded the ball with his body. I mean, and then did the rollover over the top. Yeah, yeah. He, he 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 like he again he lulled the keeper, but also he, it looked like he he was holding the ball too long. You, most I think most people would take the shot a bit sooner. I would have. Yeah, but I would have shanked that. <laughs> but, but he, uh, I, it was a good move, and it was like one of those moves where you watch. Uh, you know, I I I play occasionally and it was like well i'm I'm, am i ever gonna be in that scenario to do that probably not but but it was like oh cool that's a good way to to shield the ball to keep the defender away from the ball they they, he parker there was no way he was gonna uh be able to make a challenge and the keeper uh uh, i mean he was doing two things at once was it was very very impressive it's super impressive and Mm -hmm. and you know the that's something you learn with with a long amount of time playing yeah the uh, another interesting savvy another interesting about interesting thing about the game was a Bill Hamid. Bill Hamid was just on fire. I mean, lights he, out, standing on his head. Uh, you know, he he's a a guy that um, you know, we saw when we saw him against uh, NYCFC earlier this season. You know, he let four in. Uh, and and he did not look great at all. But he he you know he now we know occasionally why like oh why he's been called up to the men's yeah for team. sure. Uh, and this game he had that great save against Vialba. Uh, where he, I mean, he did a, like a, a, you know, hockey goalie split. Yeah, dude. Uh, I, I don't know how he saved that. <laughs> he ended up in, injuring, uh, I think, his groin. And, and uh, after that, he stopped taking free, uh, goal kicks. Yeah. Uh, and somebody else had a... Well, actually, what he did was he actually just ripped his groin out and said, you're not built for this game. And he just powered it through. <laughs> he just just yelled, yelling at his yeah, groin. How dare groin. you? <laughs> just a mass of blood and skin on the floor. And you're like, you're not built for this game. Yeah. It's just like a full metal jacket. Just <laughs> yeah. sergeant yelling. Ah, <laughs> uh, disgusting. Yeah, pretty gross. But... Um, yeah, are you concerned about Atlanta? Do you think it's it, it's as simple as uh, Joseph Martinez not being there? Uh, because they should have buried more. Uh, He's goals. out for a minute still, right? He's out for a while. I think it's like about. Th- I want to say about three or four more weeks. 
I mean, look, they have to learn how to win without all of their starting pieces. You know what I mean? That's kind of MLS is you have to have a little bit of depth. So the way the the way that this works is the more money you spend on the on the front guys, the less you have for everyone else. So they need to be able to win with some of those other pieces that maybe aren't as, you know, highlightable as uh, their starters. And this is a big issue. So I'm really impressed with their ability to sort of switch up some of their tactics so that they can make. um you know, they can make some of the other players shine a bit. But at the same time, this doesn't scare me because it's like you need these losses. You need these to happen now yeah. in order to win later on. And I picked them to win the MLS Cup because I just think there's they're too, they're too dynamic to not win the MLS Cup. But the question I have is the fortitude. And we still can't answer that until Brad Guzan gets here. So as of right now, if this is the team that's going to go forward, Joseph Martinez is in there, Brad Guzan is in there. No, they're not winning dog shit. But with those two players, I can't, I, I still can't. Be, I mean, look at how electric they were in the first half. And that's with, you know, two big pieces that aren't there that sure. I think will be there. Makes total sense. And they're still above the red line. What are they, 11 points with uh, eight games played? Not great, but not terrible. Yeah, I think they'll be fine. Especially, uh, yeah, obviously when Martinez comes back, they'll, uh, they'll, they'll right the ship to some extent. So uh, Orlando. Damn. Orlando's doing, uh, they, just, they, they can't stop. Only one loss, man. We got a, we got a, a like on Twitter from uh, from Orlando City. Right, but it was a tweet about how well they're playing at home. You know, it wasn't like a, a good riff, you know? <laughs> but it's something. They know we exist. Some, That's right. Uh, somebody uh, had mentioned that uh, the the uh, Alicia Rose Delgado uh, bump was real. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, Alicia Rose. His name is Eddie. Um, I'll get his uh, Twitter handle in a second. But uh, that was, uh, yeah. I so yeah, Orlando's going to be fine. They're doing uh, great, and it's very frustrating to see that over yeah, Jason Christ doing his thing out there, man. Yeah, Kaká coming back too. Oh yeah, that was cool. And let me tell you, did you see that that lead up to the Kaká goal where he uh, knocked in the the little uh, deflection? <sighs> Kyle Aaron. Kyle Aaron, yeah, he, he's everywhere. He basically held off the entire <laughs> defending back line <laughs> of the other team. I mean, you can't get him off the ball. He, first of all, I, I was trying to find photos of him for, I was going to meme him, right? Mm-hmm. And um, I couldn't find one of him smiling. Like, he doesn't smile. He is just. That's oh, because he has no teeth. He has no teeth. <laughs> Kanye. That's why Kanye doesn't smile. You know that? Well, he has no bottom row. Oh, that's right. Oh, wait. Uh, but they're false teeth. No, no he, he doesn't have a he bottom row. He didn't put teeth. He has. He has a couple of he has like flat diamonds across the back, mm-hmm. and he has a couple of fake teeth up front, and that's it. But he has no bottom row essentially. Yeah, because he was it's in like car, metal. The car accident. Yeah, yeah, through the wire. Kanye is a cyborg. Yeah, that's exactly. Well, we. I mean, mm-hmm. if you've listened to him talk, clearly <laughs> artificial intelligence isn't perfect yet. <laughs> so, oh, uh, so just a shout out to Eddie the Commission at Eddie the Commission, who, yeah. who mentioned who was an Orlando City supporter and uh, mentioned the uh, the Alicia Rose Delgado bump, which right. is which is uh, very real. And if you're listening to this, what is it, Eddie the Commission? Eddie the at Eddie the Commission at Eddie the Commission. Let us know what's a good restaurant that's not a chain in Orlando, because <laughs> when I was there, I couldn't find one, and it was really really annoying. And I have a feeling that I was talking to people who don't know anything yeah it's like uh when i was in vegas and i had asked uh i went riding atvs and i asked the the atv riding the the, the instructor, instructor guy. which everyone knows everyone they know obviously they know the best those are the guys <laughs> uh yeah he was holding a zagat guide so yeah, <laughs> yeah. so I, I he knew his stuff right i mean he was using the papers to roll with but whatever <laughs> but I, had, I had asked him uh where, where do you get a good steak out here in vegas and he was like 
Oh, Outback Steakhouse. <laughs> uh, it is a steakhouse. <laughs> top top shelf steaks. Wow. <laughs> this guy's been smoking something in the woods. They, well, I guess it's the desert they, out there. They got that Kobe Bryant beef. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's that good stuff. <laughs> Yo, it's 100% Angus. <laughs> nah, man. My homie Angus says that they keep it 100 there. That's what I'm trying to say. So uh, obviously, yeah, we were talking about Orlando. They were, they were great. We, we, you know, they're we're frustrated with how good they're playing, but we want to talk about yeah, they're top of the East, man, and yeah. uh, they cannot lose at home. That that new stadium of theirs is a a fortress. Yeah, very, yeah, very much so. But uh, a, a great game, uh, very very entertaining. A comeback from NYCFC. Against, oh baby, uh, at at Map Free Stadium against Columbus. Uh, I think a lot of people. This game was very interesting. No Villa. No Pirlo. Pirlo's Via was he got a he got a little stomach bug. Yeah, Via was sick, so he didn't start. Pirlo was sick to find out he wasn't going to start. <laughs> Pirlo was just bench. I mean, and it took up that takes a lot of balls from Patrick Vieira because. Well, I mean, it's Patrick Vieira. See, you don't remember him playing. That's the guy who's going to do it. Okay, you know what I mean, yeah, come on, he's a monster. He's like Pirlo. Who who that? Yeah, new 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 midfielder. Who this? Yeah, Pirlo's <laughs> like, hey, uh, I would I would like to come in, and he's like, what I tell you, homie, sit the fuck down. <laughs> What did I tell you? You sit down. I am Patrick Vieira. Hand me a piece of baguette. I don't know why. He likes carbs. This game, I you know, especially when I saw the lineup. I mean, as an NYCFC fan, I'm just like, uh oh. Yeah, this is going to be a rough night in Columbus. Well, I wasn't able to watch the the match because I was performing, but I remember flipping over my phone, and uh, I I caught the second half. Right, so I flip open my phone. And I see that, uh, well, actually, no, what I'm, I'm kidding. I was able to watch most of the first half in the green room. Okay. And I'm like, whose number is that? <laughs> Wait, who's that? And then the young hell Herrera yeah. uh, goal, which, uh, is he okay? Have we found out about the other player well, either? I mean, he, he, uh, they were both fine. They both came back in the game. Yeah, Oof, they, but I mean. It he, was more of a cut, not really like a concussion. No, but young hell's was, I mean, they, they knocked heads, but. It was more of a, uh, you know, a. I don't want to say scrape, but like a graze. A great, nah, more, man. More graze than bump. Those are scary when they happen, but I mean, monster goal, you know, hops up. And I was like, dude, that was a great, what was, I was like, what was Harrison doing all the way on the, on the, on the left-hand side? And I'm like, sweat? Oh, wait, that's right. Yeah. Uh, is it Ben Sweat? Uh, well, I don't know what the, I guess it's not oh, Sturzer. It's, it's Keith. Keith Sweat. Yeah. Keith Sweat. So, yeah. So there's <laughs> only, only he's outside in the rain. Is this jersey made out of leather while everyone else is playing with the plastic one? <laughs> yeah, he's so, like, fuck the planet, baby. Uh, Keith uh, Sweat. <laughs> uh, Rana Mat- Matarita is, uh, was injured uh, yeah. in training. So the uh, NYCFC is, you know, they've been looking for a, a replacement left back. They tried Rodney Wallace. They, they, they took him off. Uh, left wing and put him at. It looked like the day I decided to try yoga. It just <laughs> was not the right not match. Right. And not, just like that, a lot of farting. I, uh, it's <laughs> very difficult to replace Matarita. Uh, but because he is that dynamic guy who can run up and down the flank. And it wasn't so Ben Sweat had uh, got a yellow card maybe in the first eight minutes. I think like you know it was all the the the, the replacement players that were getting their first starts. Yeah, uh, Herrera and Sweat got picked up yellow cards very early. Yeah. so it just seemed like a bad move yeah. on Vieira's part. Uh, but I thought, yeah, I thought uh, Sweat like uh, composed himself and he got he got into yeah, the yeah, he got of the in game. the game, yeah, he got in the game. And it's interesting just because every time we we see whoever Matarita's replacement is, we're all very like 
uh, critical because we want to see sort of a similar. Because Matarita is amazing. Yeah, because we want to see similar ability, and and Matarita has has the ability to. Uh, he, I mean, he, he's how often is he forward making great passes? I mean, the, yeah. that goal uh, with that that back heel from Villa to Matarita uh, to Tommy McNamara a couple weeks ago. I mean, they made him a, a forward running midfielder at one point. And yeah, I mean, so, he's that good. So, so it's difficult to replace that that player. And I'm I'm still kind of uh, RJ Allen did get into the game uh, in the final few minutes. But I, I think he's a good option to replace Matarita. I don't know why he's not kind of winning over Vieira. But, but Ethan know. White is also playing really, really well. And here's yeah. my question. Why haven't they switched to a back three? I mean, not just because I'm an Arsenal fan, and that's what Arsenal did to whatever. It didn't work. I'm sorry. But it's we have three very capable center backs, and we've got... Rodney Wallace can play a little bit further back. I mean, he doesn't have to fully, fully cover. He doesn't have to be a full wing back, but he clearly is not a left back, but he can be a wing back, sure. you know? So, I mean, now we have this guy sweat, so maybe this is null and void, but I still think we can go to a three, a three man back. And that actually helps when you want to play out the back, which again, costs us a goddamn goal. Yeah. So, uh, but then it did for them too. So we yeah, were able to get it back. It all so, yeah. sort of worked out, but I mean, this was, uh, I, I think the, the, Biggest moment of this match was uh, Jack Harrison's first goal, which wow. is uh, which is up for MLS Goal of the Week. I, I, and again, our boy Jackie. I mean, well, Maxi too. Maxi just he, the way he moves into great. space is you're not sure what he's going to do next. If it, and those are like those little details, man. Like you lean to the left, but you're still running to the right, and everyone just assumes you're going to start going left, and he just keeps running right. Those little things, man. Yeah. If you, I mean, if you haven't seen this goal, it, it, just the fact that. This kid, he's what, 19, 20, 20 years old? 20 years old. The, the composure to do this. I mean, it, you can. The balls on him. That's you, what you want to say. The, the, say it. the balls on this well, kid. Well, it, it's. It, you can easily tell. It's like, oh, this dude is. Has this guy been training with David Villa? Because yeah. the, the courage. To, to take a shot like that, it, I mean, not everybody would do that. that no, I, I know I wouldn't. And he's <laughs> I would have shanked it. Again, I've been shanking everything. I mean, he, he, he plays. Uh, he he! This young kid who was a rookie last year is becoming the one of these players that I think if Jack Harrison is injured or or say in a couple years gets sold, I don't know what NYCFC can do to replace him. Yeah, yeah. You hope that there's other stuff like this going on in the academy. But I heard from an inside source, uh, which I won't name, but it's not that inside. That last year, you know, they were sort of keeping him a little bit with kid gloves in training because of the hip injury. And people forget he went through surgery at the beginning of the last season, mm -hmm. his rookie season. So, yeah, he didn't have he wasn't sort of available to really do the things in training that he's doing now. And he's working apparently harder than ever. And man, is it showing he's having an incredible season. But, I mean, defensively, offensively. I mean, he's 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 uh, you, you can just tell. He's. I think Vieira's just like, look, you're you're young. Go use that energy because yeah. we, especially when you know when Pirlo's on the field or whatever. Uh, there's there's for for a guy who has uh, been able to have such incredible highlights uh, offensively. Yeah, he really does a lot of work defensively. I mean, he really earns. Yeah, he tracks back like a beast. His his time on the field, he's earned that starting yeah. position. I mean, they, I can't even think of a. A person who who could sub for him, you know what I'm saying? Like I I don't know who else yeah could could come in and be like oh yeah Jack is becoming that uh, uh, vital to the success of NYCFC. Well, also don't forget that that Jonathan Lewis kid has a lot of talent, but we saw him come in and he's just not ready just yet. You I know, agree. still very young, um, and I guess hasn't had a lot of time at this speed. But I think the big answer, the big question I have, uh, you know, regarding RJ Allen is. 
does Jack is Ethan White a better cover for Jack that allows Jack to go more forward and to cut in and to do more because Ethan White is a better defender? I don't know if that's the answer. Uh, from watching, I don't know that Ethan White is better than RJ Allen. I think RJ Allen has a lot of skill and a lot of talent, and we absolutely love RJ Allen. I would I would not mind him being my right back, but does our does Ethan White provide something else that allows yeah Jack I, to stay up? More? I, I wouldn't argue with that. I think uh, I think Ethan White deserves uh, that starting. Uh, job, but yeah. uh, but I would say between Ben Sweat and RJ, I would go over RJ because uh, I would go, I would pick RJ because I feel uh, RJ does has had he has, he's had a couple assists last season. Uh, yeah, that one monster assist. Yeah, so he has he has um he's closer to uh, Matarita's offensive ability. That's that close. I mean, he's not the same. No, but, but closer. Closer, I'll, I'll closer that. than sweat. That's 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 my opinion. Yeah. Uh, but don't talk about key sweat like that. <laughs> also, when he sends in that beautiful cross, I mean, come on now. Yeah. Let's. I want to see the kid play. I honestly do. Okay. I want to so, see sweat. Uh, but I I did uh, enjoy Columbus. Did look great, and Iguain had that incredible blast of a goal. I, you know, he gets it off his foot so damn fast. Uh, I Columbus uh, after they conceded the first goal. It, it really looked like they, they were going to get theirs yeah. at, at some point. It's just like NYCFC couldn't kind of sort of handle that pressure that Columbus was bringing. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that goal from Iguain. And then obviously the, the Columbus's second goal came from a mistake from uh, uh, Cal, uh, Collins. Uh, yeah. Which I, I, I want to say Guyans, but that's not how he no, says he his name. No, he pronounces it Collins. Yeah. Which is so, I don't get it. I'm like, what are you, Irish? Uh, but that's like, you're like um, clearly you're a Panamanian man. <laughs> that's like James. Like if you were... Even in Latin America, people would say James. Yeah, yeah, but that's it, it's still Hamas is just like that. I just I hate his parents for naming him that. It's just such a yeah. weird, yeah. <laughs> like, uh, uh, well, at least if he was Cuban, it'd be like Yadeliani <laughs> or some other word. But everybody in the double L in Spanish is the Y yeah. sound. Yeah, we all know this. So what is what happened? Yeah. So you know, Collins. Explain yourself, bro. Maybe one L, homie. <laughs> That's a, it's not that hard. That would resolve the whole thing. Uh, Just like Orlando, only one L. <laughs> perfect. I'm too too pr- good. Too proud of yourself for that. Too much sauce. But uh, the the his mistake led to the next goal from uh, Ola Kamara, but that it was the pass from Merrim, but the dummy from uh, Iguain. Well, Just, if you didn't see it, uh, you know. It was Collins, right? Not Herrera. No, it was Collins. Yeah. It was Collins yeah. who decided to pass it to whatever ghost was less than a foot in front of him. <laughs> he just mishit the ball and then he falls and it comes straight. It was, uh, you know, he was to the left of the goal and it just comes straight across. And Higuain kind of used, again, the same thing that Maxi well, does. This was Mara. Mara was the one uh, close to him who's basically defending Collins. Who passes it. Who passes yeah, it. Yeah, so then... Uh, What's his name? Iguain dummies it. Yeah. Um, it lets allows it to nutmeg him if you don't know what a dummying mm-hmm. is. And it just goes right to Ola Kamara, who I mean, you know, at that point, there's <laughs> nothing you can do. I mean, yeah. he was like perfectly in position and basically in front of a big open wide net. The only person that could have missed that was anyone on the Chicago Fire. I uh, <laughs> would have missed that. But it, it's uh, NYCFC got caught with a, a dummy. Uh, was last season against New England, which was uh, Lee Wynn let it let yeah, it go. That's right. So it's just been happening a little yeah. too often, like uh, you know, where they just a place like that. Just, but it's I feel like you know maybe every team sort of feels this way. But as an NYCFC fan, I'm like, there's always one 
stupid mistake. Like yeah. there's always something that like, and it's always just something so preventable and so avoidable. But we should give them credit so that we can, uh, you know, sort of understand. Well, we should give them credit for the ability to come back. Yeah, because they were down, and you know that that. That's something that is always, for some reason, maybe it's maybe that every fan feels this way about their club. But when I'm watching, I'm like, I'm never sure that they're going to be able to come out. You know what I mean? There's like always like a weird feeling there. I don't have a lot of confidence there. And sure. uh, they came back. They, and with Akoli starting, which didn't do much, but yeah, I I, I liked I liked the way he played. He's obviously not Villa, so you can't expect that much. But he, he's a very different player. Very different. very different player. But I thought he I thought he held his own. I like the I I, I like that. He, let's if Villa is down. Uh, injured or out, whatever. I I think he's a a pretty good replacement. He doesn't. He didn't. He 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 gels well with the rest of the team. Even yeah. though Villa is um so uh I- integral to to how the team plays and 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 the chemistry. I thought he fit in well in his own way. He didn't. You know, he doesn't have those uh he, passes that Villa can make of course from not, time to no. time. Uh, and but I, he does drag the defenders away, really, yeah. which is what helped the um. You know the the uh, uh, goal by Harrison, the first goal by Harrison. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and and overall, yeah, just just a, a brace from Jack Harrison. Obviously, uh, uh, Jack Harrison had the game uh, winning goal, uh, and it's just good to see. Again, we 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 obviously we interviewed Jack Harrison. We know him. And we named a burger after. We the named boy. a burger. After Come the on, game. watch our interview if you haven't watched it. Oh, it's uh, great. It's very fun and very. Funny. A lot of people watched it. It's I think our second most popular video. Yeah. yeah. So make sure you do that. Uh, but yeah, I'm happy for him. And obviously, we're friends with his mom. Uh, and oh, we love his mom. Debbie was so uh, happy and proud of him. And uh, uh, you know, she posts a lot like photos. It's uh, great. I mean, you gotta <laughs> love that family. It's very cool. once again just to update everyone. Uh, my mom still hasn't seen me perform, uh, <laughs> so it's really fun to see Debbie Harrison really <laughs> loving her son. Uh, so that's it, everybody. That uh, hopefully that was uh, very fun. Yeah. Again. Oh, and by the way, I'm going to be in Atlanta. Oh, that's right. So speaking of Atlanta, we talked about Atlanta. I'm going to be in Atlanta. If you're listening to this on Wednesday, uh, I'm already in your city. May 3rd. Yeah, May 3rd. I'm going to be there. Um, I'm part of the Laughing Skull Comedy Festival, which is really dope. So at 1030 at the Laughing Skull Lounge, I will be performing uh, Wednesday, May 3rd. Um, and then Thursday and Friday, the dates are, the times aren't set, but I will be performing at the Laughing Skull Lounge, um, both Thursday and Friday. So if you do want to come see me, I don't know if I can get you cheap tickets or free tickets. Normally I tell people that, but that's for like a traditional club thing. Festivals are very different. Um, but you don't have to buy like the big pass or anything. You can get uh, tickets just for those individual shows. So I can promise you this. I will be at, um, you know, God willing, I will be, and I don't even believe in God. So uh, whatever, <laughs> Christian willing, um, I will be at the Laughing Skull Lounge Wednesday, May third at the 10 on the 10 30 show um and for those of you who don't know laughing skull comedy festival it's a great festival but they also it's also a competition which i you know not a huge fan of but um it's supposedly a very very good festival it's my first time doing it so i'm looking forward to being there but if you guys are out come out check out the shows go nuts when you know when i every time i land a punchline um don't <laughs> go nuts before i go up because then they'll know you're in the crowd you want to go out nuts when i <laughs> say a punchline yeah. um yeah and help help a brother out yeah you know? so definitely all the you know atlanta uh, united supporters the footy mob footy yeah mob. footy mob let them know uh terminal terminus legion terminus legion let them know you know coming out you know i'm gonna be bringing my footy mob scarf uh terminus legion if you're there i would love a scarf yeah. um bring two because you know the boy christian gotta get one too yeah 
Yeah. Um, I'll throw it in the luggage. And uh, yeah, man, come on out. It'll be fun. And if anyone else listening to this is in Atlanta or has friends or family in Atlanta, let them know about the uh, festival because they do a great job of marketing. But we posted about it uh, not that long ago. And somebody responded, one of our fans responded, I didn't even know this was going on. I live like down the block from one of the, fe- one yeah, of the venues. Yeah, that happens a lot. Yeah. With a lot of comedy festivals where the local people have no idea. It's always, it's a people flying in for it. And let me tell you, there's a lot of really important people that are going to be there. So it's a lot of fun. Really, really funny comics from all over the country. So do that. Go support Alexis in Atlanta and see some comedy. That uh, And again, that's what we are. We, we uh, obviously we're big uh, soccer fanatics, but uh, you know, we, we cut our teeth doing stand-up comedy. So it would be awesome uh, if you would support us when we do that. Yeah. And I might, I might be wearing a soccer jersey one of the days. I might don't know. be because that's your uniform on stage. Yeah. <laughs> Come so, on out. Uh, so do that. All right, guys. So uh, thank you again for listening. Thank you, Matt Doyle. Matt Doyle, again, uh, props to him for being on the podcast. Again, um, Alexi Lalas uh, will be putting out a special episode that will be coming out this week. Uh, so listen to that. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast and leave a nice iTunes review. Again, we cannot stress enough. That would be huge. They are trash-ass podcasts above us. Do you agree? You don't agree with that. You Just no. We should be above those. those yeah, ones. you know that. You <laughs> listen to this, and you know exactly where we belong, and it's not where we are. So the how you change that. It's by one, writing a letter to your congressman. Of course. That's obviously the first thing. The second thing you do, probably easier, is to hit the five stars and uh, say something really nice. Yeah. You could just say, great podcast, uh, amazing podcast. Takes, Everyone should listen. Any of those things. Takes 30 seconds of your stupid life. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, do it. Wow, Christian. I'm so angry yeah. at these podcasts that are above us. I agree. I wholeheartedly agree. Well, thank you so much for listening. Do that for us. That would be huge. Uh, my name is Alexis Guerrero. Oh, last thing. Oh, before that, listen to watch our Trevor Noah interview. On, oh yeah, it's on our YouTube on channel. On our YouTube channel, and share that. And that was very fun. How about thirty five seconds? You have thirty five <laughs> seconds to spare of your stupid life. Why don't you click the subscribe button on our YouTube channel just before you watch that video? Exactly. It would be great. So that was uh, that was also a very exciting thing. So look, the Cooligans, yo, we're going. We're, I mean, it's we're doing it way big, as I mentioned uh, before. We're first of all, we're the gulliest podcast Go. with a gulliest soccer podcast of course with the funniest soccer podcast of course with your favorite soccer podcast mm-hmm. and we're leveling up baby not for no, any other reason than besides you guys you're the reason why we are leveling up so thank you for your love and support and help us out a little more hit the five stars and say something nice and then follow subscribe on our uh hit the subscribe button on our youtube it really help us out that's it everybody. and then watch all the videos what a what a great <laughs> Week of the Cooligans. Yeah, so. so you got another episode coming. We got another another episode, a special edition. Um, so listen to that. Thank you for listening to this. My name is Alexis Guerrero. My name is Christian Polanco. Together, what are we? The goddamn Cooligans! Cooligans! And we're hungover as well. 